Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play on this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We geek out over the two big superhero movie trailers dropped this week. Justice League and Spider-Man Homecoming, plus other random geek news tidbits. Then you're going to get our thoughts on the penultimate episode of Season 7 of The Walking Dead, Legion Season 1. And we're going to share a bunch of email and comments from you, our awesome listeners, all in this edition of the Chalk and Nerd Weekly for Friday, March 31st, 2017. What are your superpowers again? I'm rich. Can you summon an army of spiders? No, Ned, no. Do you know him too? I stole a shield. Can I try the suit on? Badass. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. What's up, friend? Hello, listener. Welcome. Welcome to the weekly Geek Out Hangout. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. Sorry, I was reading a text message. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> oh, I thought you had a lag, dude. <laughs> I thought the Zencaster was lagging. Way to throw off the show right at the top, jock. Uh, <laughs> Bro, do you even podcast? <laughs> that's that's the jock, and that's why we're Get called the Jock and Nerd Podcast at Rugs. How's it going? He's the rug boy. Oh, I'm here, I guess. Yeah, what a disaster this is. Welcome. <laughs> What's <laughs> what? up, dudes? <laughs> <laughs> there we go okay now we can start. literally i got a i got a text message yeah. from the uh saint patty's day girl as you were reading that as uh oh, as you the were saint patrick's the day blackout girl which you can hear the yeah. whole story on our jock and nerd fan club at jock and slash patreon yeah so i was like oh i got distracted and then I'm, and then i didn't realize the show had started all right if he's getting a booty call text i'll let it pass if we were professionals we would redo that whole intro but you know what we don't got time for that we'll, we'll clear it up in post no, we won't. Welcome to the Jock and <laughs> Podcast. Rugs, do me a favor. Uh, if this is someone's first time they're listening to us after that train wreck of an intro, I want you to bring them back. I want you to tell them what the show's about if they're a first-timer. Well, the Jock and Nerd Podcast is just basically every week we go into trailers, we go into new TV shows, new movies, any news bits that are around, and we kind of sit there and talk about them. If we have something that's timely, like... Like today we're going to do Walking Dead, right? That the yeah. last episode. So something big like a Walking Dead episode, we might talk about that a little bit. And we basically just bullshit and then bust Anthony's balls if we can to find something. <laughs> well, he regales us he of just stories. got a text from yeah. a booty call. He just girl. got a booty call. So I think we got a winner here. Rugs, you, that's a very good description. You missed the most important part is that it's all comic book and superhero related. There is What the fuck? Why is this the Jock and Nerd podcast? I don't know. It's oh. mostly you, you, your booty calls make it the jock. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but look, thanks for joining us. If you are new, check out our last show. Cause we just celebrated our two year birthday. Oh, yes. Believe it or not, despite all of this, uh, nonsensical gibberish, we've been doing this for two years. It may not sound like it sometimes, but, uh, we had a lot of fun and I want to welcome everyone to this is officially year three Nerd. of the Jock and Nerd podcast. Year three will be drawn by David Mazzuccelli, written by Frank Miller. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think it's funny that this episode has a uh, show notes script. Yeah. And it's way more disorganized than when we did last time with no script. <laughs> all right. Right. We're already. All, all it's a trailer. Well, look, listen, here's what we're going to get in this episode. We got a bunch of trailers that dropped. Lots of geek news to go over. We are, like Rugboy said, we're going to talk about uh, the second to last episode of season seven of Walking Dead. And we got a bunch of comments and reactions to share from you, the listener. So how about we just get to the news since we've bungled everything else so far. Here we go. <laughs> the Jock and Ned Podcast. By the way, if you want to get in touch with the show, all you got to do is visit jockandnerd.com slash contact. It's got our Twitter, our Facebook page, our Facebook group, uh, voicemail line, speak pipe. You can email us, get in touch, get involved, say hi. Uh, and of course, we got to start. With the finally, we got a uh, Justice League good trailer. Bef- I guess this is the second. We, about- wait, wait, we, we already going good. All right, go ahead, Rugboy. I mean, we got in a fit like a, a, a you know a trailer. Okay, proper trailer. We got the Justice League new trailer, the yeah. long trailer, and Imran has about four thousand links. Yeah, here Jesus that Christ. I'm just. They're just I'm for like, reference. We're not going to talk about all of them. I know, but the thing is, is, this is the point, is that there's so much bullshit about this trailer. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, like every angle is being covered here. Like, it's it, crazy. It really is. Say what you will about the Zack Snyders. He uh, knows how to, uh, you know, push buttons whenever he puts something out. Look, I think what we should do with this is we'll do like we do our movie reviews. Let's talk about what we liked about the trailer. And we talk about what we didn't like about the Justice League, long way to Justice League trailer. Who would like to start us off? Who has a very strong opinion about this? Um, what I liked? Yeah, let's start with think, let's start um, with positive. What do we like about this? I mean, uh, I liked a lot of the Wonder Woman butt shots. There's some upskirts, <laughs> like in every every shot of Wonder Woman, it's like an upskirt. Um, there's that. Uh, there, Batman looks cool as usual. Like you think he doesn't look too bad. Some people might not like it, but I think he looks okay. And uh, there's a little bit of cool jokes in there. There's like a great line where Bruce Wayne says, I'm rich. That's my superpower. (laughs) Barry asks him, yeah, what's your superpower again? And then just with this disdain look on his face, and he nails the deadpan delivery. He just goes, I'm rich. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some good stuff there. Aquaman looks like he's having a blast. Yeah, at the end when he's kicking ass. Anthony, what'd you, what'd you like? I put it on the Facebook community uh, page, jockandnerd.com, or what is it? Jockandnerd fan club, whatever the fuck it is. Jockandnerd.com slash, con- slash yeah, community whatever the hell is it our is. Facebook group, yes. See, I, I'm so aware of what we do. Yeah, I put on there that I like Dirtbag Aquaman upon further thought, and I do. I think he probably, out of everyone, looks like he's having the most fun. And if he's like this kind of swashbuckling guy that just enjoys fighting and is just like, Guy dresses like a bat. I can dig it. You know, like that kind of that 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 vibe, that like kind of like yeah. early yeah. Thor vibe, where he's just this guy that just wants yeah. to fight, but he's got a little bit of like a dry like sense of humor, and he's kind of like a scumbag. Like that might work. Yeah, um, I like that. He's surfing on yeah, the Batmobile. Surfing. I mean, that's him surfing fun. on like, and just being like, badass. yeah, like that. That that yeah. all kind of works. I I don't know <laughs> if that's necessarily rodeo. Aquaman, but it works. So oh, whatever, it's fun. Yeah. What's your opinion on that whole Jay Lee uh, Namor design that is was like uh, the influence of the Aquaman design? 
it, that they, he's wearing armor in a lot of these shots. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's well, Jay uh, Lee did a whole thing with Namor like about ten years ago or something. Yeah, where Namor had long black hair and he was wearing armor with like the same kind of look, and then they just took that look and put it on Aquaman. I see what you're saying here. I do see some of this. I just googled uh, a little bit. Uh, is it this thing? Let me put this. You in got here. a thousand links here. You don't have the Jay Lee. <laughs> I didn't know. Whatever. I got to be honest. I don't know what you're talking it's, about. Uh, you know what? It's some people were like, why is he wearing armor? But I guess I get it. Well, dude, if we're, don't let's not. Yeah, yeah. If, if the armor look like shit, yeah. there, there's plenty of things to criticize. Yes. Him wearing this armor to me is nothing. It's yeah. not. It I like uh, one to point it out. Though. Yeah. I thought, uh, yeah, I'm just saying the humor definitely worked. Um, I like seeing the Amazons, uh, attack like Apoc- the, the parademons. Like that shot was pretty sick. I'm like, holy shit. I, I read that that might be the Amazons and the Atlanteans from like w- way back in the day. Yeah. And I also read that this may be the opening battle scene that sets up like thousands of years ago. You know, uh, the, the three armies, the Amazons, the Atlanteans, and like the humans on earth fought apocalypse and drove them away. And this has been going on since then kind of thing there's a lot of uh, i mean there's some good stuff there's some stuff that looks kind of cool i'm still kind of iffy on the flash's costume but i mean everything looks it's going on me what did you think of how they showed him running it was uh it 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 looks a lot like the cw only just more amped up more electricity there wasn't there wasn't enough for me to judge how he's running yeah i'll say the same thing i like that they didn't give away i mean the movie is eight months away I like that they didn't give away a lot of the plot, which is... Yeah, I mean, in, in that sense, it's a solid trailer, and that just it's just a, it's literally a trailer, but it it's more of a teaser than any... It's just a two-minute teaser. Like, there's nothing really... And they have a lot... There that you can sink into as far as yeah. plot. Yeah, they got a lot to tease in this movie, right. clearly. A lot of slow-mo shots. Okay, criticisms of this. What do we not like about this trailer? Cyborg. Cyborg looks like shit a little bit. Yeah, he doesn't really work. Oh, yeah. It looks a little video gamey, maybe. But look, still, eight months I don't know away. If it's, I, I, don't, I wouldn't go video gamey. Yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't look video like gamey. It. It just, it's not that it doesn't look real. It's just the design, I think, yeah. in, my, in my opinion. It still it suffers, about it. It still suffers from the Transformer flaw. kind of flaw. Uh, he looks like Megatron. Yeah. Well, it's, I think that the human part that's integrated into the thing still looks like it's not quite there yet. Whatever they probably doing. isn't. Yeah, they do have uh, they do have a lot of time to brush it up. We also saw Mira, uh, the, but it looks like he forgot to take like the blue filter off his camera. Oh shit! Uh, for a lot of these shots, David Malofsky made a nice joke. He's like, "Man, I'm sh- I wish they would just make this in black. Uh, I'm sure they would, uh, uh, they would. They could make this in color or something like that." I wanted, yeah, I wanted to steal his joke and say like, "Wow, they got a lot of balls putting out a giant superhero tentpole movie in black and white." Oh shit! Like, that's very artistic. Good for you, Zack Snyder. I was gonna say the trailer didn't necessarily wow me either, and that would be my main criticism. Is I wasn't like, "Whoa, this is this is super impressive!" Like, holy crap! It was like, this is how I would have imagined a Zack Snyder Justice League film yes. kind of looking. Like, it, yes. there's gonna be some cool shots. It's gonna be in front of a lot of green screen, and it's gonna be at night. Yes, overall, it wasn't. It was probably it's exactly what I thought it would be. Is uh, a lot of the Zack Snyder slow mo you know, muted colors. 
Uh, I wanted to share, dude, this thread, our Facebook group page this week blew up. You guys were great. I was I love watching this conversation. There was rants and back and forths. I wanted to share some uh, some good lines from our Facebook group uh, based on what you, the listener, thought about this. Daniel Nosker says, not bad. You can tell they're trying to change how to do things, but we've been fooled before. Yes, we have. Uh, John Bellotti Jr., great line. Coming this November, green screen the movie. Oh, shit. I like that one. Jordan Radford said, at least Batman knows he bought his way to the top. Hashtag, I'm rich. Uh, and then Kevin Heldon, of course you know what he's going to say. Hell, this looks amazing. Followed by a shit ton of smiley face heart eye uh, emojis. Uh, Jimmy Grabbin, what a bet there would have been some teaser to Superman being in the movie at the very end of the trailer. Guess they're not spoiling that quite yet. I like the restraint on this. We'll talk about Superman in a second. Ronald Hans. Trailers have never been a problem for the WBDC. That is also a good point because if you remember, so far I've enjoyed the trailers before the movie comes out. But then when you go back, especially Batman versus Superman, you look at those trailers. They put every a bit a bit from every scene in the movie in those trailers. So, but I I, I appreciate the a little bit of the restraint they showed in this one. And then finally, Dave Maresca from Hollow Nine Network, who had some great rants. He says, I lost hope for this shit long ago. So maybe going into it expecting a rectal explosion on screen will lower the bar enough to actually enjoy this. Wow. It's a good way to, it's a good way to look at I, it. I've been, I've been enjoying Dave Maresca's uh, commentary on our. Oh, yeah. He, he, the man, listen, you join the Facebook group just for a couple of his rants. There are some choice rants. There, he's posting with a vengeance. Yes, he is. Uh, so. No Superman. What did you guys think about that? I'm I, I'm I'm glad we didn't see any Superman. But it's like like you said, Anthony, the world's worst kept secret. We know yeah. Superman's going to be in this. I mean, they they yeah. don't need to show him, but it for for anyone to be surprised that he's going to be in the movie or act like this is some sort of thing that they're hiding is is fooling themselves. He's been on the fucking promotional material. Yeah. I think the thing that pisses me off more than Superman or the fact that they think that we're stupid enough not to know that Superman's in this movie yeah. is the fact that this emboldens all the DC fans. Like, they're like, see, it's a good trip. We're going to kick your ass, Marvel, you know, <laughs> and it just like emboldens them. I'm like, dude, wait till the movie comes out. Yes, the trailers, the trailers yeah. are always good. The trailers yeah. for think of the Suicide Squad trailers, the BBS trailers. I like that. They were good. I, so my other nitpick is. The fucking song, like, I, it's so obvious. Yeah, it's so, like, it's so perfect Zack Snyder, like, hitting you over the head, obvious, come together. But it sounds so generic. It's like a, I don't know who does this well, cover. I hear, I'll make the argument against that. Okay. Most of these trailers would normally have that, like, operatic music. And yeah. he was going for something different. Granted, it's come together, which is, like, spot on the nose. Like, yes. more, yeah. not, couldn't be more obvious of what you're trying to put out there, but... It's not that classic opera themed or like epic trailer with that epic, you know, score kind of thing. So yeah. he's trying something different. Yeah. I mean, they also use that uh, the White Stripes icky thump, you know, guitar riff. I, and personally, I thought that actually worked because it, it's a little more edgy. It's not like so obvious, but it's got a, a great vibe to it that uh, kind of fit uh, this look or this universe, I guess. Uh, what else do we see? We see parademons. We see mother boxes. We see. Silas Stone, you're bringing up. You're bringing up. Okay, that here's where I'll, where I'll jump in. You're bringing yes. up things that, even if I didn't care for Zack Snyder and the yeah. the previous DCEU films, yeah, I would still be skeptical because of all the things you're bringing up. They have yes. 
because because they didn't do the solo route that Marvel yes. did, and I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. Yes, I'm just saying that because they didn't do this, they're going to have to establish a whole fucking lot in this movie. Oh yeah, which it seems is is quite ambitious. Yeah, for even a good director, let alone yeah. someone like Zack Snyder. Yes. So I started thinking about that exact thing, Anthony, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to write down all the shit this movie has to do. Let's just take a look at this. So. The following locations and things will need to be established. Gotham City, of course. We've seen a little bit of Gotham City. Uh, Metropolis, I'm guessing, because you see uh, some characters there. You got Central City, where the Flash is. Uh, you got Atlantis, right? <laughs> We're going to be in Atlantis. You got the Mysteria, possibly, with the Amazons. You're, you're on Earth, but some of those scenes look like they're maybe on Apocalypse, right? And then there's Mother Boxes. And you got to explain what the fuck these things are, what they do. All right? That's just the locations. Here's all the characters that are in this movie that have probably lines that have to do with the plot. Of course, we got Batman. Now, how far you need to establish him is debatable. People know who Batman is. Uh, but then you have everyone's supporting characters. So you got Batman, but then you got Alfred, Commissioner Gordon, all right? Then you got Wonder Woman. You may not have to establish her as much coming off of her whole movie. But then you have her supporting characters in this movie, Queen Hippolyta, and, of course, the Amazons, okay? Now you get into the people you have to establish, you got Flash. You're going to have to introduce everyone to this Barry Allen. Not only that, you got Henry Allen and you got Iris West. Okay. You got to establish those characters. Then you got to establish Aquaman and the Atlanteans. And he comes with Mira and Volko is in this. And then you got to explain Cyborg. And we saw Dr. Silas Stone. And I haven't even gotten to Superman. Because there's Superman and you see Lois Lane. Martha Kent is in this movie. Uh, Lex Luthor is in this movie. And then there's still a villain. It, that's Steppenwolf that we haven't seen. There's parademons. And you're, they're saying unite the seven. We only know about six of them. And the rumor was that there will be a Green Lantern in a key scene. Okay, so think about all that I just said. This is all the same goddamn movie. Oh, shit. And I don't, I don't know if this, these, this creative team has a track record. How long is this movie going to be? Okay, so that's another interesting thing. A rumor came out that this movie's runtime was two hours and 50 minutes. Oh, shit. 20, minute, 20 minutes longer than Batman vs. Superman. Butt breaker. But, and at first, at first, I was actually okay with that because kind of BVS kind of needed that room to grow. To breathe, I was like, make this is their fucking. They just needed to cut out all the dream sequences. And, I mean, I I just read I read eighteen characters just now. Yeah, this, it's a lot. You're gonna need four hours to tell this story, but uh, the rumor has been squashed by Zack Snyder. Uh, but if you go to IMDb, it's listing it as 170 minutes, two hours, fifty minutes. I mean, the movie's eight months out. They could cut that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't read too much into into uh, runtime yet. But let me just ask you: Do you do you want it to be shorter? Or I was actually all right. I would sit through. I don't care how long it is. Yeah, as long as it's got girth. No, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't care as long as it's good. I mean, the thing is, let me just say a special message to That's how you use it to uh, Zack Snyder. Okay, hold on. Let, let me give you this. <laughs> The rundown. Cut the shit with the dream sequences. We don't need to see any dream sequences. Let's focus on only what's needed to tell the story and nothing else that's you're, you're doing Easter eggs for later. We don't give a fuck about that. Any like artsy shit that doesn't like need to be told. 
Don't worry about it. Don't do it. Don't confuse the audience with bullshit you don't need. Okay? Just go straight. You have so much shit to do. There's you can't so afford to fuck to around. Okay? So just go go for it. Go straight for it. That's it. Okay. Let me float um, a couple of things by you. Also, the last shot where uh, Aquaman's surfing on the Batmobile and then he jumps up, right? And you think he's going to attack these parademons, but they just kind of take him. Almost like that's the plan. Do you guys remember the the Justice League War animated series and the original New 52 Justice League? I thought about that, too. That crossed my mind. In that one, that Batman did that. He dressed up as like a hobo to get captured by these parademons to get taken to Apocalypse to save Superman. Yeah. I don't know if they're doing that. Now, the other thing is how much you want to bet Superman comes in at the last 10 minutes and he's fucking evil. Hmm. And he's just the bad guy, and he never becomes good. Maybe I don't know. No. I don't know. He does hate Superman? I, I I have said though that they might be building towards an injustice storyline, which would be pretty awful. And that's where yeah. Superman becomes fucking bad. justice. You know, there was that whole like black costume that Cavill tweeted out way long time ago, and uh, you know he, that's the he comes back from the dead and he's evil. But ugh, I have a feeling that maybe how it ends. Uh, also, the fact we're, that we're Henry speculating movie, a lot off of just I know, three, really two are. minutes it, and 30 seconds. Or whatever. There's a lot in here, though, because look, Henry Allen is, is there. The we just said that this movie, that trailer said the didn't really the, the, it divulge any plot. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. I'm totally like uh, just breaking this. I'm balls deep in this thing. Holy fuck. Henry Allen. If Henry Allen is here, does that mean that there's a reverse flash also in this DC? Like that's the that's the story, right? I mean, they, I don't know. Does, I mean, does WB even know who the Reverse Flash is? Like, I don't know, they, but they don't even Henry know Allen things. They don't even know what movie they're making next. I th- <laughs> stop yourself. You're you're, you're getting like okay. way fanboy on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I like again. I'll tell you what. I like that line where uh, where Wonder Woman lands and she gets up and she's like, "Shall we?" Like that looks badass. The hu- the line that, at the end with Commissioner Gordon's good. Uh, you know about him playing playing nice with other people. He's like, maybe it's just temporary. But I'd be okay if it was almost. I mean, the, the the trailer definitely highlighted the humor in this potential movie, but yeah, you know, maybe this is uh, maybe that was all the humor that's in the movie. Who know? Who fucking knows with Jack Snyder? Maybe maybe this movie is going to be a lot of drawn out dream sequences and like slow motion movie uh, shots of action, and then it's like three will. scenes yeah. of comedy. I wouldn't be fucking yeah. surprised. I I honestly won't be surprised with anything except this actually being good. I wonder if they're going to take the main weapon that's going to kill the bad guy in the movie and then, like, move it around four times different places. For no <laughs> then just have someone throw it over that here. That seems and... to be a new, new thing that he's doing. Well, Let's well, this important have thing the female protagonist the just water. throw it in the water yeah. and then jump yeah, in the water and then have to be saved because she threw it in the water? Yeah. Let's this do thing... that. That's great writing. <laughs> this thing looks important. I should probably take it with me, but they instead I'm going to leave it right here. You should have sat on it. It's hard to make with, I'm sure they have a, a ton of cool footage for your initial, I guess we had a trailer during Comic-Con, but this is being called the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, the first official cool. one. Yeah. So, I mean, I bet they have a ton of cool. It's quite hard to make a shitty trailer with all the footage they probably have. Right. They've been shooting this for a while. So, but I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't wowed. I wasn't like, holy fuck, this is the movie to see. Yeah. I was like, okay. Like. This is kind of what I expected. It's, what, it's, it's exactly. And, it's and we'll a, see what happens. It is a Zack Snyder trailer through and through with a couple of jokes thrown in for good measure. 
Um, moving on, uh, his last movie, Batman versus Superman. I, I found this article. This is great. We have final profits. Batman versus Superman. How much did this movie really earn? So, in the end, this film grossed $873 million at the worldwide box office, of which Warner Brothers will pocket $367 million. The rest goes to the theaters. Additionally, they calculate the film earned another $314 million in home entertainment and television revenue. So, total revenue, $681 million for the studio. All right, here are the costs to subtract. Production costs $250 million. So, we'll, de- we'll delete that. Uh, another $157 million was spent on print and advertising. Take that out. Add in the $46 million in video release costs, another $122 million in assorted participation fees to actors, producers, directors, overhead costs. You get a total cost amount of $575 million. So the film ultimately earned $105 million for Warner Brothers. Lame. Which is, uh, that's crazy. It's still a profit, but not really a big one. It's a, they made it's a, a I mean, it's, so, it's a profit, but you can, that's why you saw that they rejiggered everything and really had to revalue, reevaluate everything after this movie came out because yes, it made a profit, but they were expecting this movie to make not a profit, but a billion dollars. And that profit should yeah, have been much yeah. higher. They, they had higher expectations for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in the, in terms of superhero movies, this movie just edges out Ant-Man for profit and just comes underneath Thor. The Dark World actually made more money for Marvel Studios than Batman v Superman. Wow. Yeah, that's not no, what they were aiming. They weren't aiming to be yes, in the class yes. of Thor and Ant-Man. Thor and Ant-Man, there's your comparison. So, huh, interesting numbers. About the money, real quick before we move on. I mentioned it being class of Thor and Ant-Man. So $105 million, a lot of money. It seems like that's a lot of money. Let's look at like other movies that have made a profit. Yeah. A- Amazing Spider-Man 2. Remember that? Yeah. $70.4 million. Seems like a lot of money, right? Right. Yeah. Killed the fucking franchise. Yeah. So, uh, so that's not enough money. That's just not enough money for these films. That's why, that's why they had to rejigger everything after be Batman versus Superman and hire Jeff Johns and like really reevaluate how the fuck they're making these movies. Cause when you're looking at just cost and profit, like this is the bottom line. Like this is not worth, they did double the profits from man of steel, which were, 42.7 million. Well, that's, a, that's another thing. Even Man of Steel, 42.7. Yeah. They were, I don't think they originally in their plans were going to make Batman versus Superman. I think they were going to go with a Man of Steel 2, but they were like 42.7 million. That's not enough money. Yeah. How can we up this? That's Let's put in Batman. Batman. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh shit, 105 million, even with Batman. All right. Now we got to actually fucking think this through. Yeah, top of the list here in terms of the the superhero movies, Iron Man 3 making $391.8 million of profit for Marvel Studios. Which is uh that's crazy that movie they made, that made, that movie made so much money, but the the hype was big. You know what the lesson was that from yeah. there too? Yeah. Let's hire Robert Downey Jr. to do more stuff, like put him in Spider-Man and put him in Civil War oh, and we'll put him in get, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, we'll get to that because that is uh, absolutely why maybe people are coming out. They look, hey, another Iron Man movie. Is this? No. Yeah. No, well, Marvel's like, it's, it's Robert Downey Jr. that's yeah. fucking getting just drawing people. Can be true. They know where to butter their bread. Okay, one last news for DCEU, and it's that the Joss Whedon... Uh, being chosen to write, direct, and produce a solo Batgirl movie. 
is pretty nuts. Uh, and uh, apparently they're going to, he wants to base this on the new 52 incarnation. Is it in continuity with what the other movies are doing? Uh, that is a it is, good. It is going to be in the DCEU. That's what I heard. It is in the DCEU, but, and it's, uh, it's Barbara Gordon after once she recovers from being shot by the Joker in the killing joke. What do you guys think uh, of this pick? Because uh, CBR.com had two great articles. What? And they were on both sides. Why he's the right choice for this and why he's the wrong choice for Batgirl. But I want to know, what do you guys think? You know, we know about Whedon's, uh, how he's great with female characters, what he did with Buffy. I'm most interested to hear what Rugboy thinks because he's a Buffy fan. So he has a lot of familiarity with Whedon. Well, you know, Joss Whedon is great at writing ensemble casts, right? That's his huge strength. It's not in the female character. I mean, even though he does that great, but he has this way of number one, treating the female character as the strength and having that ensemble cast that carries it through with humor and, you know, snarky cleverness and stuff like that. And uh, kind of uh, twisting things on their head as far as like uh, stereotypes or tropes. So I don't know exactly how Batgirl fits into this mold. I don't really think of ensemble as Batgirl. I would think the X-Men or or some kind of, uh, you know, Teen Titans would be more Joss Whedon style. But I know I'd, I'd be, like to see something that's just one character from Joss Whedon. I've never seen that before because Firefly is a group. Buffy's a group. Yeah. Um, Serenity. Yeah. So, yeah. Serenity was so he's a, group. a group. Yeah. So Dollhouse. Uh, yeah. I mean, this. you know, we've always said Joss Whedon, when he writes Marvel characters, just hanging around talking. It's some of the best stuff uh, that you could want as a comic book fan. And if he could bring some of this to the DCEU. Frankly, it is what it needs now, whether he can retain creative control like he likes over at Warner Brothers. Um, you know, that's to be seen because that is the key. Why do you think he wants to do Batgirl, though? Uh, I don't know. Like, he left Marvel. I guess he maybe he wants to do a one-character thing. So I, so I thought, and so in the article, why he's the wrong choice, uh, they mentioned, like, he was burned out by the superhero franchises. And, I, and maybe you're right. Maybe, like, a whole team was getting to be too much and... He still enjoys the superhero, but he just wants to focus on one thing. Now, the argument can be made that he writes, he wrote, you know, for Buffy, he wrote great dialogue, very natural. But that was, uh, it was 20 years ago. And uh, time is a lot different now. He's older. You know, the, and, and, and the, you know, the way people talk is different. And can, can he pull... Uh, well, his magic. The now. Avengers, fine. Yeah, I, yeah Imran, yeah, what are you talking about? He, yeah. he, the Avengers wasn't 20 years ago. No, it wasn't. But Buffy was. <laughs> that movie, <laughs> but Buffy was. Let's talk about something he made recently. Age of Ultron, he made. I mean, it wasn't a great movie, yeah. but I mean, it had good, good dialogue for the most part. Yeah. But he also got criticized for a little bit how he wrote those the female characters in that movie. Do you remember with the Black Widow? I, the, the Black Widow, I, I don't think was written poorly. I think it was just like the extreme feminists that went out yeah. and like, yeah, t- because she was a prisoner in quotes. In the film, they just went off on that. And she considered herself damaged because she was infertile and not, you know, not worthy. I mean, if you look at her, if you look at the way he wrote her in the first film, she was probably one of the strongest characters in the whole thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where where she plays really gullible. The the scene where she like acts like she's intimidated by Loki and then 
uses that against him to reveal that she was just trying to fish for information was was perfect. Yeah, it's one of the best. That's one of the best scenes in the whole film. So I, I don't get that criticism. I think he still got the juice. I mean, I, I mean, it's what about the juice? Oh, <laughs> like, I think he can do it. Oh, like, shit. I'd like to see a single character. I I don't know if I want him to do ensemble, like a big ensemble thing. I think it should be just, you know, I want to see what it like to do one character. I, I've never seen that before. That's true. Except That's for true. In the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie that was terrible, but you know. I mean, it's kind of exciting for him to jump from the MCU to the DCEU. I I, I got to say I'm I'm all on on board with Joss Whedon doing Batgirl. Hey, but, the only yeah. criticism I have against it is this is becoming not the DCEU, but the Batman EU. Batman it's just like yes. Batman and his all his spin-off characters. Like you've got Batman, you got the Suicide Squad, Gotham you have City Batman Sirens. v Superman, you've got yeah. Gotham City Sirens, you got Wing. a Nightwing movie, you got a Batgirl movie, mm-hmm. you got all the Justice League films that are gonna have Batman in it. Like how much fucking Batman are we gonna get? No, like again, there this is another film on their slate. Remember last week we were like they have seventeen things in development. Like they're just uh stocking, stacking things on all half baked. But yeah, I, I mean, think, I'm I think what happened, excited. I'm not yeah. in the fucking boardroom. I obviously have no information. I think they, they reached out to Josh Whedon. They're like, Hey, you want to jump in? Not expecting that he was going to really want to jump in. Right. He was like, yeah, I'll jump in, but I'm doing back girl. And they're like, you got, you got it, boss. You got it. Whatever you yeah. want. Just they jump into yeah. our universe. They would have gave him whatever he wanted uh to to do it so yeah that's exciting so uh they're basing this off like i said gail simone's 2011 batgirl run uh where she regains the use of her legs after suffering spinal injury and there's some experimental surgery to get her walking but batgirl's still haunted by the whole experience i think this character needs the redemption from the killing joke what they did what brian Azzarello did to her in the killing joke let joss whedon clean that up yeah that's bad that was bad that was bad that was bad it just felt so bad for Batgirl. So, yeah, exciting stuff. Let's move on to even more exciting stuff from the MCU and Sony. Of course, this is Spider-Man Homecoming. Before we even get to the trailer, a new trailer dropped. I just, these posters came out before. I want to get quick thoughts on what you guys think of these colorful posters. Uh, there's three of them. There's the one where he's lying down. Uh, relax, chillaxing, and you see the start, the Avengers Tower in the background. He's wearing headphones. He's got on a yellow Midtown Science High School jacket from his school. Uh, and then there's one where he's hanging off the A of Avengers Tower, and there's one where he's hanging off a sign that points to the BQE, the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Queens Expressway. And again, you see Avengers Tower in the background. So the common thread, but all these posters have is Spider Man and the Avengers Tower. And I kind of like how they don't say Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, in in big letters anywhere because you don't. It doesn't matter. You know what this is. Totally. Yeah, um, I like the posters. I like I like the posters too. I, they're not your typical Marvel floating heads poster, or it's yes. just bad Photoshop. It honestly looks like someone drew these. They have a very illustrative feel, especially the one where he's hanging off the the, the, the expressway sign. Yeah. It looks like an awesome painting. Now, if I'm gonna get geeky, nerdy, nitpicky with this for a second. You'll allow me to the the one where he's hanging off the A and he's hanging off the side. It bugs me that he's kind of hanging off. He has his fingers curled over like he's ha- like, why would not you just have him have his fingertips touching the fucking sign? Like he's like a spider. Like, why are you hanging on to it? Yeah, that's true. It, 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 well, it, it, if you look at the Brooklyn one, he's got his fingers curled on top of that one, too. 
Yeah. They, no, both of them. The the A and uh, and then I, you know maybe I would have liked like an upside down sticking to the side classic Spidey look. Whatever. That's my little nitpicky <laughs> thing. I'm like, why are you why are you grabbing the top? All you gotta do is touch it and you'll stick there. That, you don't that is that is a real Spider Man fan <laughs> nitpick right there. But my favorite one is that 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 uh, the green sign poster and the the first one where he's just. Lying out, relaxing. It's just very colorful. Your favorite one, and then you list two. That's great. I know. I like. I, know, <laughs> I, I like the. I like those two. Okay, let's get. <laughs> let's get to this trailer, everybody. Let's do the same thing. What do we like about this trailer? And what we didn't like about the trailer, well, the second trailer. I, I'll just jump in because I know Rugboy okay. probably. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to speak for Rugboy, but uh, no, you go first, Anthony. But I like the trailer. Um, I thought it was fun. I like that for this particular universe, it feels organic that Iron Man is in it. I know that's going to be a lot of criticism for a lot of people that Iron Man's going to have such a big role. But yeah. I think it works because it's this universe. And I like the fact that Iron Man kind of has this like mentoring role towards him. And like yeah. is the he almost looks at him as like th- that this is his protege to like fill his shoes eventually. Yeah. So I liked it. I liked the trailer. There was a lot of good lines of dialogue and and it was uh the color palette was a lot more colorful than usually uh, Marvel is. Yeah. I, I mean the colors just pop and like what a difference from the Justice League trailer. This is a complete opposite. Super colorful, super super youthful. You know, you get you get that vibe with uh and I think Tom Holland it looks great in the role. It wasn't as looks. youthful as the first trailer with the, the like first one, the first right. one was more high schooly. This one more highlighted the the uh, that the fact that Iron Man is in this. Yeah. Uh, yes. There's a lot of Iron Man. I'm wondering if that's all the Iron Man scenes. I liked uh, the the suit. The vacuum suit is kind of funny. And when uh, Ned slash Genki puts it on, he's like, can I try the suit on? Like that that bit was pretty funny. I love that. Uh, you see a couple of different Iron Man suits in this. Uh, Rugs, what do you got that you liked about this? I just like basically the, the action uh feel like it looked like it's got pretty good actions well staged it looks like it's got some drama to it uh there is like that heroism when you finally see iron man peek through and pushing the side of the boat you know the ferry you know you're like oh it's like almost like a superman moment yeah yeah Uh, so like i like that there's heroism there and there's like those moments uh and there's like it looks like it's very well filmed and it's you know i think it's a class a production it looks like it's you know you get your money's worth. The action looks great. You really do get a sense of uh, Peter trying to do the right thing, trying to be a hero, you know, struggling with that and, and uh, really making hard choices. So I appreciate that. Yeah. That's pretty much all I'll say about. Positive. Okay. Uh, what else? Ron, what about you? I mean, you're the most, you're the biggest Spider-Man fan ever. I, you know, like, you, you, I know the, okay, here, let me, let me phrase like that. The first one you were like, it didn't impress me as much. Yeah. I was, yeah. So what about this one? Did this impress you, or were you like, "No, this didn't impress me as much"? I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a picky Spider-Man fan. Look, if I I'm talking be, with a lisp, that's how if, I imagine you, you talk in your head. My my inner monologue is like yeah. that. Yeah, it's just a lisp. If I'm being completely honest, I'm still having, I'm still adjusting to this version of Spider-Man. Okay, I like the uh, the the time web bomb. Uh, you know the different. Th- I'm adjust because this. That what this is is a mashup of every ultimate version of Spider-Man, meaning the ultimate book with Peter Parker, Miles Morales, ultimate Spider-Man, and the ultimate cartoon. This is these three Spider-Mans 
put together. And I think the thing that bugs me the most is that this is Miles Morales Spider-Man and they just put in Peter Parker in this story. Yeah, when they actually go to do Miles Morales, if they ever do it. They're doing an animated story, an animated Miles Morales in 2018. Yeah, it's going to be the same fucking uh, setup. I, I also, have to admit, when I saw that who the guy that's Ned Leeds, apparently, I'm like, yes. that's totally ganky. And oh, then I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, wait, that's fucking Ned Leeds? What the hell? Are we getting into negatives now? Yes, we can go okay. into negatives. That, well, I'm going to just piggyback on what you're saying, because I did feel like this is not Spider-Man that I know. And I know that Anthony pointed out that, okay, organically, you have to have, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark involved because he was in the Civil War movie. And even then, I was just kind of like hit with pangs of, oh, he's getting a suit from Tony Stark already and all this stuff already from him. And then I was like, ah, that's not Spider-Man to me. Spider-Man was like floating around on his own for a while and no one wanted to do anything to do with him. You know, he was like this guy that no one liked. And now like he's like being embraced by Tony Stark and like, shepherding it into the Marvel universe and being giving all this tech. And then he takes away the tech. Yeah. So, yeah. So the fact that he's getting all this tech from Tony Stark, does that diminish the fact that Peter developed all this shit on his own in the original Spider-Man canon? You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of tech in here. And uh, also they, let me, let me, let me, let me answer that. It it, kind of does. I will agree with that. But I also think the line where he's like, if you're, if you something about like being with a suit and if you're everything with a suit, then you're really nothing. I yes. think that's the point where spider, like they're giving him all this tech, but I think he's obviously they showed it in the trailer. He's going to be stripped down from all the tech and it's going to yeah. be up to Peter at the yes. end to be the hero, not Iron Man enhancing Peter. So I think it could work in this film. He's going to be pajama man for the rest of the movie. And I don't like that either. For okay. they, I mean, they, I, that's, I mean, it is interesting how they switched that up. That's kind of, uh, uh, you know, unexpected where he starts with the suit and ends maybe at the very end gets the suit back after proving himself. It, it ends with him suit. being uh, basically uh cage fighter, Peter, how he was dressed in like Sam. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I kind of love how the little spider on his chest is the spider tracer drone. Like that makes sense. And it does organically make sense that Iron Man would be in this. But let me I ask noticed, you guys something yes, real quick because yes, yes. you're both the longtime Spider-Man fans. And I read this and I was like, oh, yes. huh, I didn't know that. So apparently this Iron Man Spider-Man relationship is like a new yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Very recent. Like back in the day, it was like Captain America. That was Spider-Man's yes. hero. And yes. then Iron Man was more like Iron Man and Spider-Man never really even got along. They didn't really give a fuck about no. each other. Yes. So yeah. I guess there's a recent. So I guess I can see now how this would upset longtime fans. They're mushing a lot of things. You're absolutely right. In the beginning, Spider-Man uh, looked up to Captain America and uh, he would get giddy. He could barely talk to him like he would be starstruck when Cap was around. Now, in that first Civil War, Spider-Man kind of Tony kind of convinces Peter to be on his registration side where in which he reveals himself at a press conference. Right. Right. Uh, to everyone uh, on the behest of Tony saying, look, you show on your side. And then then he realizes he is on the opposite side of his hero, Captain America, and realizes he has made an incredible mistake. Pick the wrong side. He goes over to the other side. Uh, this this relationship with Tony Stark is new in the dance lot. Spider-Man. 
I don't know. I, I read. I read that up until Civil War, they didn't have much of a relationship at all. No, no, and that's the other this, the Iron Spider thing. It, that's all Civil War. That's oh, that was movie. afterwards. Yeah, and and also this Shield and Spider Man is a lot from like Ultimate, the cartoon, and the Ultimate yeah. Spider Man books, and the Miles Morales. So this is what confused me. Ned Leeds, okay. Ned Leeds in Spider-Man canon was a reporter that worked with Peter Parker at the Daily Bugle. They weren't really friends. They were kind of uh, competitors. He dated Betty Brant, and it was revealed that Ned Leeds was his enemy, the Hobgoblin. Genki is a character from Miles Morales' Spider-Man. It's his roommate with Peter in a private boarding school who is like a chubby Asian fellow who loves Legos and knows that Peter is Spider-Man, keeps his secret. Now you tell me which character is this that they're showing us. That's how the what fuck, I've been saying since how the fuck are you gonna call that guy Ned Leeds? That's clearly Genki from Miles Morales Spider Man. But I've been saying this since we even saw the fucking first trailer. I've been saying this shit's not Spider Man. So when this trailer with these m- more plot points where like I mean, and it's also being accused of they showed a lot of plot, but I have faith in Marvel. They do this. They show us a lot and they always have something up their sleeve. They always have a twist or something. I'm, right. I hope this isn't the whole movie that they showed us because I can tell you the story right now based on this trailer, how the movie goes. My equivalency is, and this is what I, I'm going to hold everybody to task because when Amazing Spider-Man came out and they did a little fucking jiggery-jew with, the, uh, with his background and everybody got all fucking butthurt over like they changed his origin a little bit. This is like changing everything and everyone just like on board like and happy about it. So I don't get it. It's like it's people are hypocrites. So they, they, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm still adjusting. I mean, this movie might be fun. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man, it did fuck with the origin, but I, it still was an enjoyable movie for me and I liked it, but I came away going, "Hey, they really fuck with the origin a lot." And I admitted it, you know, when I it, wonder if this they they're even going to how they're going to hint at the origin in this uh, you know, if there if there is going to be a flashback scene, are they going to, or will they just completely leave it out and be like, oh, I have no idea. But they move like they move Peter Parker from an from a, a a brownstone or whatever a house to an apartment. Like everything's different. Like every nothing's the same as it should be. And what, this is it's what 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 qualities about Peter need to be in this for it to still kind of feel like Peter. Peter Parker needs to be a a guy who has. Like everything shitty, like nobody mm. likes him. He's not likable or whatever. And then um, he doesn't have any advantages. He, can't he has catch no a advantages. Break. He's he's he doesn't like he doesn't have a hot uh, aunt. He has like an old lady aunt that like he can't he can't relate to in the least. Like Tony Stark should never want to fuck Aunt May ever. OK, <laughs> ever. OK, you should be like that. That's already out the out the window because this is OK. So for. For there's that, that he's got the fact that he's lost his parents and he's got to be fucking weird over that. And then when he gets the powers, he he wants to fucking be an asshole. He wants to be Flash Thompson. He wants to be the jerk. And he kind of is an asshole when he's Spider-Man. And then when something happens and he loses his uncle, that's when he, he completely has this moral code. And he really can't ever really have fun. He's not a fun-having guy. He's He's kind of like focused on this fuck up that he did and and Sam Raimi captured that perfectly all right that's what Sam Raimi did right more than anything 
Well, you know, the other problem is the Spider-Man you and I grew up with was a, a young adult Spider-Man. You know, it was a guy who needed to sell pictures of himself so he could pay rent from month to month. And yeah. was always scrapping, had to build all his shit by himself. Yeah. Nobody there to help him out. You know, he rips a costume. He's got to sew it up himself. Like, uh, but this this young Peter, this is uh, this is the new generation. Yeah, this is this is ultimate revenge. version. Yeah, yeah, absolutely ultimate. The yeah. private, the boarding boarding school uh, down to uh, uh, you know he's not even living with Emma. He, he goes to the school. Genki knows that he's Spider Man. Um, all that stuff. Uh, I, there's a couple of fun Easter eggs though. Uh, the damage control. Uh, is part. It seems like damage control is part of this movie dealing with the vulture. So I guess the vulture has a company that cleans up after superhero battles, and it's how he gets all his tech for the Shocker and the Tinkerer. But then Tony Stark starts this company. There's a quick shot. It says breaking news: damage control. I think he starts his own company called Damage Control. Puts uh, the vulture's uh, business company out of business. Of course, Adrian Toomes gets mad. Blah blah blah. Yada yada. There's a you know there's his beef. Wow, are you are you in, are you inferring that, or are you did you read something? Uh, I I read something and I'm inferring that. Okay, there was I, also I was like, wow, you're really like just giving us the fucking plot here, Emron. <laughs> Inferring it. God, I I just hope there's more. You know, there's a big climax ending to the movie. That I, I think it's going to be. I mean, it might it might piss off. It's probably going to piss you guys off. Well, it's going to piss <laughs> off Rugby. I don't know about Imran. Imran. Imran talks a big game, but then he'll fucking enjoy it. Well, it's like yeah. if, he, if if the show is good and it, it's a good ride, it'll take some of the edge off. But mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, I'm still going to be like, why did they? Marvel had a shot to make Spider-Man right, and then they chose to do this instead. And it, I feel like it's a huge compromise. Mm. You know. Also, it appears that like people don't know that the Avengers had a falling out, and that Captain America is like a, a criminal, or he's on the run. Where did you see that? Well, they're watching that video where Cap is. Uh, he's uh, he's the fitness guy. Oh, you're and, talking about uh, in the storyline. I thought you were talking about in real the movie. Life. No, in the universe. I thought in that was actually hilarious that they're watching a Cap yeah, film. Like, that, that's a cool like, little did, treat. <laughs> did you meet him? He goes stole a shield. Yeah, but Cap cheated. He's not a fitness fucking guy. He took a serum. Like He's that, talking about no, like eating healthy and working out. No role model, yeah, I guess. But he didn't have to do any of that. He just takes a fucking shot. And he becomes Captain America. Wow, that's a nitpick right there. That's another <laughs> nitpick and a half. Holy fuck, and run! Oh. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I, I'm gonna. I'm digging it. I'm this. digging it. I'm gonna have to get used to this. Hey, it's gonna be a fun movie. Yeah, it's, it's not gonna, gonna be Spider Man. <laughs> what was the other? Uh, movie my argument that, would be it's Spider Man for this. Potentially, yeah. this universe. That's, yeah. And again, this trailer, like Justice League, it's kind of what I expected. Like, it didn't really surprise me again because it was what I expected. And then, wasn't there a rumor? Was it you who said that Zendaya may be playing Riri Williams? That, that wasn't a rumor. It was someone. I read Birth Movies Death a lot, and someone, yeah. the commenters on there, I think, are actually really good. They, they ban a lot of the riffraff that normally comes on uh, comic book websites and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, someone was like, what if Zendaya is actually Riri Williams? And I was like, and they they made the argument for it. And I'm like, I kind of want that. Like I, <laughs> that would, that yeah. would be cool. Like for them to plant that seed this early where Riri Williams is in a super smart magnet school in New York yeah. and yeah. has contact with Spidey early on in his life. And is like, yeah, I'm going to become something like that. They, look, they got to recast uh, these. The main it's probably not going to be Riri Williams. It's probably going to be Mary Jane, Mary Jane. but, 
That would be a cool. I've heard that she's not married Jane. Really? I don't think so. I don't think she's yeah. married. I don't know. I feel like she may not be married Jane after but all. If she is, whatever. Just movies already, you know. He the girl he's kissing. Everything. The girl he's kissing in the trailer is Liz Allen. Liz Allen. There, yeah. There's also shots of her, and I'm not as familiar with Mary Jane's character as you guys. But like, there's one shot where they're watching that video, and Zendaya's character is just reading a book. Like she could give two fucks about what's on that Captain America video, and she's just yeah. acts like aloof, like above everything. And I don't know, is that Mary Jane's character? I thought Mary Jane was more ditzy. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. She's reading a, like a very, like uh, a classic book. I forgot. I read somebody even, even the first trailer where she's just like, you guys are lame. Yeah. Like, but she says it in a tone. That's just like, I'm fucking better than everybody in this place. It's not, not very Mary Jane. So I, I think it's question. Like, and not being pretty, but more like I'm smarter. Yeah. Yeah, Mary Jane's not, I don't know. Is that Mary Jane's character? No, not Mary really. Jane's a, is a party girl, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. And an okay. actress and a model. She's just yeah. She yeah that's not how the Zendaya is no. coming off in these trailers. Right. Granted, we're seeing ten seconds right. of footage. But. Mary Jane likes to be popular. She likes to be the center of attention, the center of the party. Yeah. You know? This character seems like she give two fucks about it. Yeah, that, stuff. that book she's reading. I saw. I think the Nerdist had a video where like that book. I forgot the name of it, but it's also about a boy who gets orphaned, who has to grow up and become a man and go through uh, a, a thing similar to Peter Parker. It's kind of the East, the deep Easter egg in there. So so if she's not Mary Jane's, why would they even cast Zendaya? I, like, what I, are they doing? I don't know. I don't know. Who else could she be? Zendaya is one of the biggest names in the film. Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird. Who knows? Uh, let me ask you this: What was uh, what? Which trailer got you more hype so far, Justice League or Spider Man? Ooh, it's a tough question. I know they're different. I think I watched the Justice League trailer more. I did too. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, I did too. I watched that. You one know, more. Uh, War of the Planet of the Apes. No, um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, I don't know. I I think Spider Man. I mean, what Spider Man's going to be better? Someone asked me this: Which one? I thought was better. I think Spider-Man's going to be the better overall film. Uh, yes, yes. But in in my heart's of hearts, and because I did watch it more, yeah, I I am slightly more excited for Justice League because it's fucking Justice League. Uh, you know what? I'm I'll, I kind of agree with you, and I think that's what's going to happen. That was a little bit better trailer. The movie may be shitty. This trailer was just okay. The movie may be better. It might be a flip. There might be parallel. You know, the opposites of each other. Yeah, I feel like what. Zack Snyder is fucking up on is like he doesn't know any better and so he's just like it's like you feel bad you like, like like he's really trying but he's just failing that's With Marvel, true. That's it's point. like Marvel knows better and they're just yeah. like hey we're just you know what all you guys that's been with us for like 50 years fuck you we're gonna appeal to these the Saturday morning uh, cartoon yep. that everybody hates yep yep and uh, I just hate that I mean, the, the audience is kind of clear. You look at both of these trailers, the audience that each movie is going for. Yeah, uh, I, I did read a lot of, like I said earlier, a lot of s- articles on Spider-Man's history and when it pertains to this trailer. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing your point a lot more, Rugs, than I used to Yeah, in terms of why this would upset longtime fans. Yeah. Well, look, it's just uh, things that... The thing is, is like we had a lot of opportunities to have a good Spider-Man movie. And we've had, like, if you take a little bit from each movie... We do get somewhat of a Spider-Man, you know, who Spider-Man is, but mm. just seeing that Marvel is not taking the reins and actually it's all it's all Sp- this is all Spidey. Yeah, it's they're doing an alternative Spidey. version of the character. Yeah, you know, they're doing things with the suit that are that are just not so, supposed to be done at this point. 
And it's just weird. So uh, on the heels of that, the, also this report came out, some comments from uh, former head of Sony and producer Amy Pascal about Spider-Man no longer being part of the MCU. Uh, her, This is exactly what she said. She said, one of the things I think is so amazing about this experience is that you don't have studios deciding to work together to make a film very often. In fact, it may never happen again after we do the sequel because Sony and Marvel all decided that the right thing to do was to allow Peter Parker and Spider-Man to be in the MCU and to work with the Marvel guys and have them produce this film. And I think that was a very rare thing for three companies to do and a very brilliant thing for them to decide to do because there are only so many stories that you know you can tell again and again and again about Spidey. This is something that we would have never been able to do in any other way. So it was a very selfless thing. That was a very smart part of all the companies. But the comment about it may never happen again after we do the sequel and the fact that they they are going ahead with this R-rated Venom uh, movie to start their universe, possibly with Black Hat and Silver Sable. And the fact that he has a six-movie contract, which would be Civil War, three Spider-Man movies, Avengers Infinity War, and then, I don't know, yeah, that would, that would be, uh, there's one more? The, the two Avengers Infinity Wars. Two War Avengers films. Infinity Wars. After that... She thinks Spider-Man will be back fully with Sony and not attached to MCU. It's very confusing and very weird. Uh, yeah, maybe that's we're just, like 15 years from now. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we're just reading too much into this. Yeah. I, I At first, I was like, oh, shit, that sucks. But then the commenters on our page were like, "There's this is not something to even think about right now. And yeah. if Sony's making a... Sony's raking in all the profit from these movies, from the from the Spider-Man solo films. So if Marvel's make, you know, producing them and or coming up with the storylines and their fucking hits. I don't, I don't see why Sony would be like, no, okay, we're taking them back now. David Malosky uh, posted this article from Dorkley that has an interesting That's an theory. interesting article. Yeah, yeah, that the fact that they're announcing these movies uh, is because they're hemorrhaging money and they they're don't even plan to make any of these movies because uh, they need to prove to their investors that they got a thing coming and they're just going to sell it. Uh, I mean... It doesn't make any sense. Not to their investors. It's to the to potential buyers. They're trying to, oh, to buyers, right. establish that they have all these movies in the pipeline that could be potential franchises. So to up the value of the company when they do sell it is what the article is saying. Ah, they so they lost nine hundred twenty million in quarter three of twenty sixteen alone. It was a loss that came up. Wow. Yeah. Well, they yeah. don't. They don't have any other franchises no, other than don't. this and James Bond. And James Bond is like on the rocks right now. They the Ghostbusters tanked. Uh, Angry Birds movie was this. This Ghostbusters ended up with a seventy million loss, and that this was the biggest success in twenty sixteen. Second biggest performer, Angry Birds movie. Third biggest film was Sausage Party. This is what Sony had last year that that barely yeah. made them no money. They had nothing with the marquee value. They have the Valiant universe, but nobody knows what that is. So you know, this article also brings up that the leak didn't help. That that started messing everything up, and uh, wow, I thought that was interesting. Uh, so that leak, a- that leak prevented uh, that potential uh, Twenty One Jump Street Men in Black crossover. I want to see might that. Have made a ton of money. Oh my I, god, I would totally watch that. That's fucking you know you know combined. Everyone loves Men in Black. People love Twenty One Jump Street. Eh, fucking shove them together. Why oh not? My, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> That, wow. that was a real thing. Did you know about that, Russ? Yeah, they were going to do real? that. Yes, yes, that's yes. real. They were going to do yeah. that. They even had a title. It was like MIB was, 23 or something. MIB at yeah, 23, yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> they're gonna do that. <laughs> they'll just fucking make anything, dude. They really will. <laughs> Fucking make anything. All right, let's fly. Let me just uh, go through some things real quick. James Gunn has seen the Thor Ragnarok trailer, everyone, that's coming out later this year. And he is quoted to say that this may be the best Marvel Studios trailer ever. That's what he said after seeing this trailer. James Gunn. So Okay. He's a Marvel guy. And uh, his movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, two hours, 17 minutes. We'll run two hours, 17 Whoa. minutes. It's Solid. A, it's a what good, was it's the a last good one? How long was the last one? Do you know? Uh, let's have a look. It might say it in here. Google. Marvel usually averages over two hours on their films. Two hours, they two usually, minutes. Uh, usually, yeah, usually around like the two to two hours or like two twenty. Civil War is the longest, uh, but does it have the most girth? <laughs> it's all about <laughs> how you use it. It doesn't. Say it's not even the girth. Them. It's the slight curvature at the top to the left. Yes. Yeah, to the left. Sometimes to the left, sometimes a downward curve is better. Sometimes you get that weird upward curve. It's really it just depends. So Civil War, uh, the first one was shorter. This is the fourth longest project produced by Marvel Studios. Hmm. Coming behind Civil War, Avengers, and Avengers Age of Ultron. Makes sense. So yeah, it's a good runtime. I like that. Uh so we talked about Venom. Sony is moving ahead. They're developing this R-rated Venom to start their own Marvel universe, and they're looking at director Adi Shankar. Reportedly in line to helm the Venom movie. This is the guy. The one that did the Venom film. Yes. Online. He did the truth in journalism with Ryan Quantin, a little short film. Uh, And he also did, uh, I think, Dirty Laundry and the Power Rangers thing. I think it's about time somebody gives this guy a a movie, a big uh, studio movie. He's He's like, look what I'm doing over here. I can make all these things. Give me a shot. And I think he'd be good for R-rated Venom. I mean, I don't give a shit about Venom, so if he fucks it up, I don't care. It's a yeah, good it example matter. right there. Okay, there's another awesome trailer that came out, uh, which was uh, a uh, War of the Pla- for the Planet of the Apes trailer two. Anthony, you're the big Apes fan. What are your thoughts on this one? This is the fucking movie. Yeah. Watch this summer. This is the movie, dude. I've said it before, but I don't think I've said this exact quote. I, I think Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is like one of my favorite movies yeah. of all time. Yeah. Like I this move, this this franchise has been so good, and I think, in my opinion, it's been underrated. I don't think enough people talk about this. Is a successful reboot. This is what you call a successful. Oh my reboot. god! And and this third film looks. I mean, the trailer is just awesome. It's one of those things that should not be this good. Yeah. Like yeah. like okay, you think of Planet of the Apes, the classic movie. Okay, we don't, we don't know what it is. You're like, how's oh, it gonna be this good? It's gonna be fucking. It's that good. They really took it to a new level and they really made it unique and they, they're covering all the bases that you want to explore in this whole world. Like, you know, whether we're being replaced by a new species and the fact that they, the human beings died out with a, uh, a virus and all that other stuff, you know, a lot of shit was going on. The apes look great. I love that one shot of the soldier. That's the the thing is that the ape, that's the, the apes apes look look even better (laughs) in this trailer. I didn't know they could look that much, yeah. but, but they look amazing. Like the expression on that little the little baby one with the big ears and part of it is just, it's so amazing. I love the shot of the back of the guy's helmet and it says, it's, it says monkey killer. It's written on the back in like chalk. And then, uh, what's his name? Wesley Harrison. Uh, Her- Wait, what's his name? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson shaving his head in front of like uh, the whole troops. It's like half of it still got shaving cream on. And the apes just look fucking incredible. Like yeah. such expression and emotion. You're like, that's all fake. And, and you crazy. got like a traitor ape where you got yeah. the gorilla. I wish we didn't get that actually, but 
in the trailer. I wish we would have found out that there was a traitor ape in the movie, but whatever. I think the the first few Planet of the Apes were like an allegory for racism, right? Yeah. Sort of like that. I mean, that when, especially the third film, you know, on being different, it seems like these are more, there is that racism aspect, but it's also like, can two supremely intelligent cultures coexist? Or is it, yeah, well, they just, or is it always, always going to be like survival? Like, yeah. Or is there always one's going to want to take over? Can two, can two warring cultures ever coexist? And plus just the faults of man, how, you know, how they think they're superior and then, and then and right. trying to reconcile with maybe we're not the most intelligent species and we're about to be wiped out. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like, I didn't think it gave away too much. It didn't bother me. It was a lot. No, like not the too other much. Trailers. Yeah. It just looks so good. And it's just, it just looks good. It's going to be a fun time. The white stormtrooper looking troops, like just all in white with the white goggles. Like, I love that look. Uh, It's going to be a fun. They also got the fucking albino gorilla. Oh, there's a white gorilla. It's a vitiligo gorilla. Yay. That's you, man. That's me. I am the vitiligo ape. Uh, Yeah. I I think it's not only going to be a fun time, but I think it's going to like that end of the second film when he, when like Caesar is just like, in pain because he knows that like war is coming yeah, and that he knows what has to be done. Like when he's like crouched with the, with the, uh, I forgot Jason Clark's character and Jason Clark's like, they both know that like, this is not going to end well. Like these movies aren't like just these swashbuckling good times. These are like movies that make you feel, they give you the fucking feels, man. These movies. Absolutely. Heavy themes of, uh, uh, life and death. It's uh, I can't that, that trail. I mean, that awesome. second one with Koba with me. Come on, man. Koba. Koba's a fucking awesome character. Not too bad. He's not in this film, but yeah, if this I- is coming out July, July 14th. I'm hoping that this one continues the goodness. You know, it looks like it's going to be. Oh, there's an, oh, sorry, guys. There's another trailer. Are we are we done with apes? Yes. There's another trailer that you didn't put in here, but I yeah. was kind of wondering if you guys saw which one you, it. Oh, I did yeah, watch I the It trailer. I like, I love, I love, dude. It scared the shit out of me when I was a kid on TV. Seems uh, like it's in your wheelhouse, both of you guys, in terms of when you grew up. I think yeah. it's. I think are they doing it? So what I heard, they're doing it in two parts because, like, the whole story if is when this does kids, well. Yeah, if this does gotta, well, then they'll make they'll make the adult the, one. Yeah, then they all grow up and they come back and and kind of deal with Pennywise. Uh, sufficiently scary, good stuff floating in the thing. Here's another trailer. Wait, wait, I, I want, you guys yeah. barely talked about it. I want to hear oh, what Rock Boy says. Go on. <laughs> Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> no, I, it actually looks like okay. I mean, it reminds. I was like, oh, this is Stranger Things ver- version of it. You know, was that but, kid? Uh, is that the kid from Stranger Things? In there? Yeah, that is. But, um, hey, listen, I like movies with kids that uh, get into adventures. I like that, and I like that they're. Uh, you know, it was a. I don't think it was a movie movie. I think it was a TV. It's a made for TV miniseries. So like they couldn't really go certain spot, certain places. They could only go so far. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what they could do in a film. But um, I heard that the guy that was going to do this was the guy who did true detective. Mm -hmm. And that guy's an awesome director. But I think that he bowed out or something happened. Someone else. There's been some production issues. Andres Machete. Yeah. So I think uh, I was psyched for it when it was going to be the true detective guy. But uh, I don't know. Let's see what happens. The trailer looks good. Who knows? Yeah. He did Mama, that uh, horror movie Mama. Okay. Yeah. So I never read the book. Yeah. But I saw the trailer and I remember thinking about it when I was a kid and like people in school talking about 
it the character. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking read the Wikipedia on this. Who gives a fuck? I yeah. don't care. Yeah. I read the Wikipedia on this and I got to say that fucking book. I don't know how they're going to get away with some of this stuff on screen. It's fucking brutal. Dude. It's a, that's, yeah. that's, that shit happens to kids. Yeah, it's a, it's a long book also because yeah. the miniseries I mean, the, was like multi-hour. Spoiler hours. alert. You want to hit that spoiler button? Yeah, hold on. Prepare to be spoiled. That little kid who is looking down in the sewer gets his arm ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Pennywise, <laughs> how are yeah. you going to put that on? I mean, even a movie, I don't know how you're going to pull that off. Hey, why not? they all float down here. That's all right. I don't know. Why can't you do it? Yeah, what's, what's wrong with it? What's the big deal? It's a fucking I, I don't know if you. I don't know if you can actually portray child violence on screen. Sure you can. You see any fucking horror movie with little kids? They get... Uh... Yeah, but do you ever see them actually get killed? I don't know, but you should. What yeah, about zombie kids? Like, I, the, you know, like on The Walking Dead, they shot zombie kids and they're zombies. I mean, you, were, you said you were watching that Oliver Stone shit, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Dude, they were, they used to go to the movie theater. They used to they used to play like dead bodies from fucking World War Two and yeah. fucking all over the place. They didn't care like, in those newsreels. Yeah, yeah. They I, would I thought I, I just thought I'd read that you couldn't. There was a no, limit no, to how much I, child violence. You probably can't screen. anymore because we fucking have our balls fucking stapled to our mouths now. <laughs> can't do anything Plus, anymore. It'll be all CGI. There's no real kids were hurt in the making. <laughs> uh, I wanted to shout out one more trailer that is fucking badass, and I don't see anybody talking about this movie. I don't know if you guys seen it. This movie's called Atomic Blonde. I yeah, put it's Jane Wick. It's J- exactly oh, nailed it. It's <laughs> Charlize Theron. I put a link in the Red Band trailer. Listener, uh, go to the show notes, jockernerd.com slash 160. She is a badass in this. Like, it starts out with an amazing, brutal fight scene. It's Charlize Theron kicking ass with guns. And then there's, like, some girl-on-girl action, and it gets crazy. This movie looks amazing. Oh, it's going to be a guilty pleasure, uh, you know, when it comes out. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to rush to the theater to see it. I I was was like, what is this? I was blown away. She is fucking kicking these guys' asses in a stairwell scene. And then she just looks great with two guns and, and being an assassin all beat up. Anthony, did you get a chance to look at this? I'm playing it as we speak. That's interesting. The fight scene looks good. The fight scene is intense. <laughs> That's all I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm at 53 seconds. That in, fight so. scene sold me right away. I was like, whoa, what is this? Super violent. Lots of headshots. You got uh, John Goodman is in this. The, yeah. the guy who, if you, I don't know if you watched the latest season of Sherlock, this one guy plays a bad, a bad guy who's amazing. He's in this. Char- yeah, Jane Wick. Charlize Theron doing all sorts of crazy action scenes. I'm kind of excited for this movie. Yeah, I like I like seeing movies like this. This will be July 28th. It's like the long kiss goodnight or whatever. Remember that movie? It's a high stakes global action thriller. It takes place in the city of Berlin on the eve of the walls collapse and the shifting power of superpower alliances. Charlize Theron portrays Lorraine Broughton, a top-level spy for MI6, who is dispatched to Berlin to take down a ruthless espionage ring that has just killed an undercover agent for reasons unknown. Goddamn, that looks... that Dude, that looks awesome. I was like, this trailer is great. Nobody's talking about Atomic Blonde. I will go see it. Sure, I'll check it out. Anthony, thoughts so far? Is it based on a comic looks book? Looks good. I don't know. I don't know if there's any... Uh, I don't know if there's source material. I probably won't see it in the theater. I probably might. I probably might never ever see it. Never ever. I still haven't. I haven't seen John Wick. I haven't seen John Wick either. And I've, every day I'm like, I should. I want to watch John Wick. I never get around. And to people it. talk about John. I Wick. know. Like, I never saw it. 
Screw John Wick. Watch Atomic Blonde. All right, that's it for the news. Let's take a break. I'm going to play a couple of promos of some fun shows to check out, and we will continue. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake. From the History of Bad Ideas. And we'll get back to your regularly scheduled program here in just a second, Geek listeners. But we do a weekly podcast called The History of Bad Ideas. Yeah, where we'll discuss things like television or movies or music or games or any other thing that falls into our geek-related uh, podcast knowledge. You can find us on uh, Geek Life Radio, Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central. Or Radio-Blitz, Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. Or you can listen to us whenever the hell you want on iTunes and Stitcher. Check us out. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Do you long for the good old Saturdays filled with morning cartoons and sugary cereal? How about the lazy days? Just veggie in front of the telly all afternoon. Well, I do, and that's why Saturday Morning Pajamas was created. Tune in every Wednesday and Saturday for a good old dose of nostalgia, B-movies, and the latest cinematic hits. Check us out at www.nonoms.net. That's www.nonoms.net. Do you like superheroes? Do you like movies, television, and comic books? Do you like movies, television, and comic books about superheroes? Then you'll love Podcapers, the official podcast of a place to hang your cape.com. Featuring me, Scott James Merridue, we will be talking about a variety of geek and nerdy issues. Like, is Marvel better than DC? What's going on with the X-Men film franchise? And is Disney evil? Yes, yes it is. It's pure evil. Don't support them. They're terrible. I'm getting ahead of myself because we will be joined each week by a rotating panel of guests who will attempt to rein me in. Don't you worry. It's not just going to be one guy ranting for hours and hours and hours. I've been told I'm not allowed to do that. By this guy, in fact, David Moloski, the editor and creator of A Place to Hang Your Cape. Hi, guys. Scott's holding me in a room and making me listen to his rants. Please listen to the podcast. He says it's the only way he'll let me leave. Oh, David. <laughs> you will never be allowed to leave. You will listen to me for all eternity, as will all of you who listen to the podcast. So please check out Podcapers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to relax, but I never do. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Okay, carrying on, listener. Check out our fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Anthony, why should people join our fan club? What, what's in it for them? You get to hear my fucking sex stories. Yeah, that's right. Get that's there. worth the price of admission. <laughs> <laughs> you will hear about the girl that just uh, texted him a booty call at the beginning of this episode. Full circle, everyone. Yes. Cubs, full circle. Anyways, just go to jockandnerd.com. Slash Patreon links are in the show I notes. I usually come just straight ahead, but <laughs> whoa, oh, or like shit. a little bit of splatter, but not really in a circle. Not in a circle, all over the face no. and chest, though. Definitely. Listen, boys and girls, you go on that Patreon if you want to find out what a guava doce is. Right? Yes, there will be I'm some. Telling you right now. Yeah, put that on there. Uh, yeah, I will. I was even. I was going to put a little bit of it at the end of this episode, but 
No, put it on the Patreon. Okay. No, fuck you guys. You're getting free shit. Enough free shit. This is enough free yeah. shit. We had a great uh, Gueva Doce conversation. If you want, look that up, first of all, and uh, listen to uh, the Patreon bonus. It's quite a thing. Let's get to, I wanted to discuss The Walking Dead. We just, uh, we got to the second to last episode of season seven, episode 15. Something they need. It was a week ago. And by the time the show posts, the finale will have aired. But we are talking about one back. This episode, what did you guys think? I was, uh, it, it, there was a lot of things going on. Things were moving. So in that, in that aspect, I kind of enjoyed it. Right. My favorite thing about the episode. Yes. Was when Maggie made a fool out of that dude. Gregory. Yes. That part is great. Uh, she, we find out Gregory's never actually killed a walker. Oh, shit. He's a pussy. He's a fucking slimy weasel. And she calls him out in front of his guys. The fucking pregnant woman is taking people out. She's like, I, pussy. I know. And then, and, but the best is when they walk by and she's like, as if she's like, oh, he's never killed one before. Isn't that cute? And they're like, uh, that's not what he told us. And I was, was like, gonna, oh shit. He was going to kill her and he have the balls he was. to do that either. He, I, yeah. I, this guy, Gregory is a fucking sleazeball. He's got to go. Spineless. He was going to stab her in the back, but he needed to be saved because he's a fucking pussy. That was great. Uh, Anthony, what'd you think of the beginning uh, whole sequence of uh, Sasha and that dude and Negan? I mean, that's right. What from the comics? That is straight from the comics, except it's not Sasha. It's like a white yeah. girl. I forget who it is. At first, I was like, when I saw it's not that sequence. That sequence I didn't care about. I thought it was like, okay, this is typical. Like, I knew Negan doesn't like rape. Right. What more bothered me is she goes, it was just so stupid. Like, she went into the compound last week. Yeah. We don't even see what kind of hell she caused. Yes. And she's immediately like, it's just like, you can't write this character to be any more dumb. But not than only to yeah. rush into the yeah. compound that yeah. you don't show what happened. You don't show anything that she's did that would have like upset things. And you just show her in the next episode, just sitting in a fucking cell. Like, I mean, you could how in- stupid are you? <laughs> you can kind of infer that she didn't really kill anybody because, right. Cause Negan would have brought that up. You've been like, you got some, Huge lady balls or whatever. I love that. He's like, you got some beach ball size lady nuts. Now, here's the thing. Even if she killed people, for some reason, he's got a soft spot for people from Alexandria. All the people they've killed, all of Negan's people, he hasn't done shit to any of them. Like, he let well, Carl he's killed go. a few of them. No, but he let, look, Rick and them killed a bunch of his dudes in, the sleep, in their sleep. And he's like, I'm just going to kill two of you. To make it even, he lets Carl go after he shoots a bunch of people. He spares Rosita. Sasha gets caught killing people. Like, he, why doesn't he kill these fuckers right away? I don't get it. Instead of, I mean, I guess he appreciated her, her beach ball sized lady nuts. Boy, was Jeffrey Dean Morton, he was leaning over so far, I thought he was going to fall over. Oh, shit. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Does that bug yeah, you he was yet? Leaning back like he was fucking. He was know, leading to one side. He I was thought Fat Joe in the nineties. I, I thought know. it was like the sixty six Batman. Like it was all sideways. I was like, what is this Dutch angle? Oh wait, no, he's just leaning that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I just think I just think it's the way they wrote her was dumb. Yeah, yeah, that was just stupid. Like you wrote her to basically look like a fucking imbecile. I don't know what the point was that because then later she gets the 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 suicide pill from Eugene. Uh, I think well, that she's she wasn't trying to get the pill. She was trying to get a knife to right. kill Negan. Right. She just Negan just wasn't aware 
or is in, in on it and just gave her the pill because he thought that she actually wanted to kill herself. She wanted to fucking fuck up Negan. She was trying to get the mullet guy to give her a knife. <laughs> Eugene, yeah, she was like clearly overacting that whole thing. I love Eugene again. He's like, that would be the correct select. If you join us on our side, I highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way he talks. I mean, it's it's hard to argue that Negan or Eugene's wrong. No, like he's got a uh, pretty good life there. And, you know, he he explains why too, which was I thought was very interesting. And I, you, I liked you, his explanation. Yeah, and you're kind of like, okay, I, what did he say? He's like, uh, he said he tried being uh, brave, and he realized even in the moments right. that when yes. like Abraham died and all that, that he's just never going to be a brave uh, guy. Yeah. So this is basically where he has to be. Yeah, he's like, this world needs this kind of person, and that's just not going to be me. And so I'd rather be here. <laughs> I also love the line: "Full disclosure, that pillow is not hypoallergenic." Like he's scared about the fucking pillow. Uh, of, of, yeah, there's a guy about things. to turn into a fucking uh, zombie next to you. I think the, the hypoallergenic thing is not important. Okay, did you guys think it was a little bit hypocritical for Rick to just like go and take those people's guns, which is exactly what the saviors are doing to them? Like, well, I like the juxtaposition. But why would he? You could have just went and talked to them and asked them nicely. And then the walkers would show up and you would all band together and fight. And they'd be like, oh, oh that, you guys are we're on the right side. Be written better. Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, you just fucking rolled up and took their weapons. And they're like, we're not leaving you anything. Uh, I know you have kids, but it doesn't matter. We're out. See ya. Yeah. Well, look, well they gave him a chance to fight. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, this is the thing. It's like, I'm glad that he did something. Yes. It's like, that's where you, when you have the show, like there's nothing happening. When anything happening if anything progresses the story, right. even if it's completely asinine, you're like, dude, just do it. Let's did, just go. Like, did on, they go. really need to bomb the fucking Oceanside place to do no. this? Like, that was a little aggressive. Well, they didn't bomb it. They bombed the it strategically so, yeah. to run, so they would run to a certain spot. I agree that it's the show is written, that, that was written poorly in terms of, like, juxtaposing that with what Negan did, which yeah. is basically the same shit. Yeah. But, like Rugboy said... At least and I agree something. with him. Yeah. They're at least he's not sitting around taking uh, Negan's dick in his mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now they got a bunch of weapons. I mean, they, they've written him so poorly that you're gonna you're gonna accept Rick being kind of an asshole yes. at this point. Just yes. so the plot moves. Absolutely, absolutely. You're like, I'll take asshole Rick over doing nothing, Rick, any day. Yeah, it's crazy. I did love the look of those uh, the barnacle walkers that came from the water. That was good. They those, were those, those were good. Those they always do the zombies great. really well. Yeah, yeah. Did you also notice? I put this link in the show notes that Carl is aiming the rifle using. He's looking down the scope with his fucking eye patch eye. Oh shit! I don't know wh- why he would even. Why would the actor not? What is he doing? I didn't notice. <laughs> he's aiming he's the, acting like he's shooting. That's he's why. aiming the gun with his fucking eye patch eye. Uh, wrong. Let, eye let me say this about this episode. Yeah. Was this episode the best? No. Was this episode entertaining? I thought so. Here's here's why. At this point, sort of similar to what Rick has gone through and how we just kind of accept yeah. Rick to do shitty things as yeah. long as it moves the plot forward. Yeah. At this point in the in the show. If there's multiple storylines going on at the same time, yeah, I'm willing to accept it yeah. and like it just because the show is so fucking decompressed. Yes. That it's something different. And I'm like, okay, I guess they're telling a story like how other TV shows would tell it, <laughs> which is not by decompressing it. So I'll accept it, even though the writing is questionable. Yeah. 
Did this episode get you excited for a season finale? Like, I didn't feel any kind of urgency or like, I was like, this is the, that's the buildup. That's it. That's, and then we got one left. It just, it seems off. Yeah, this is what they're doing is they're, it's kind of like the fact that they want ratings for the end. Like, they want to go out big. There's, I mean, the 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 preview looks like there's a bunch of action and and yeah. you know Oceanside shows up with some garbage trucks and they're on bikes and they're getting ready for a war. But it's like the strategic, like stringing you along for it the is entire like cock season. Tease. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just getting old. Yeah, I mean, it? this episode. I mean, I'll I'll watch the finale and I'll I'll be somewhat excited because it is the finale. But you you know that this I mean this isn't even this isn't going to be fin, 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 finalizing anything. No, it's going to be the, another the war. Is I don't even know if the war is going to start. I mean they they might have some stuff here and there, but no, it probably, who knows how much yeah. we're really probably not. Uh, so this has all been like a tease for next season, which is <laughs> that's what, what they last did last. Yes, was. that's what they keep doing. It's so fucking annoying. Did you guys did you guys see the video I sent you guys? Uh, y- about the why The Walking Dead's been bad this year. Yeah, yeah, I did watch that. What was the just? No, I didn't see it. I, that, I, don't know. I, I missed that. It was basically it was from uh, Forbes, right? And it's their guy that reviews Walking Dead every year, every every week. And his basic, I mean, he talks about how this the show is really fucking decompressed. Yeah, but he says the big thing that came out of this show or the way the show should have gone is instead of like drawing out these side plots with these characters, we don't give a fuck about like. Having a whole episode dedicated to the kingdom or yeah. to fucking uh, what's the Tara, black guy's name that killed Morgan, Tara, yeah. Morgan, like stuff like that. This season should have been strictly focused on Maggie because yes. she is the one that endured the most loss. She yeah. is one of the more important characters like Abraham wasn't important, but fucking Glenn was really important. And Glenn we lost and him and we yeah. have his wife. Yeah. And this should have been like the rise of Maggie season. And she's probably been on like three episodes. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't know how to juggle a lot of these things, and uh, that well, would she been should great. be like, she should be like leading the war effort. It should be her season. I mean, she they, has the most. Yeah. To, she's got the most motivation to get after Negan. It's that she's fucking hanging out with uh, sissy pants that leads a uh, fucking hilltop planning like cabbage. I mean, the there, there, isn't she still hiding from Negan? Technically, like Negan, she's hiding. Yeah, she's yeah. technically dead. Negan thinks yeah. she's dead. Yeah, her and Daryl. That could be a great storyline though, where she's like considered dead, and she's and the one shows leading, up. like the, cool. yeah, or like she's the yeah. one leading attacks, and Negan's like, what the hell is going on? You know what I would? This is what I would have done with the season. I would have, I, I would have started with the way they started, but then you get your army halfway through the season, and then the second half of the season is. It's all the war. And then you end with uh, maybe instead of killing Negan, you end with capturing him. And then you end the season. That yeah. Way. What do you think the yeah. Dwight angle is here? Oh, yeah. Dwight. That's the only up. thing that I really liked the, from like actually was like, OK, this isn't just like something serviceable. This is actually a, a plot point that I can get behind. I, I like that. I don't know. I don't know what how they're going to do that, but I, I liked the surprise of seeing Dwight show up at, uh, but the, the, look at the difference again of how Negan handles people at his place and how Rick could just be an asshole. Like Negan captured these people. And then he's like, Hey, you want to join up? We'll take care of you. Whereas Rick is like on your knees. Like he's not even giving him a fucking moment's notice or a chance to explain. 
Uh, he just wants to emasculate him. But the Dwight, so you could see in the preview for next week, Dwight is uh is in the background with Negan. So they may have worked out a deal or something, and uh, he's working he's an angle. Infiltrate. Who do you think is gonna die next episode? I got two picks, and I think they've already telegraphed them pretty oh, well. Go for it, Sasha, because she's got to be on the other show and be the captain of the Enterprise of the new Star Trek show. Okay, and I think Gregory may eat it so that Maggie can kind of take over. I, I that's more me hoping. That would be great, yeah. Bill Gregory. Because he took yeah, off. Where the, he was going off to meet with Simon. Because remember, he was like... Oh. You think Gregory's the guy that um that was the little birdie in Negan's ear that was like, someone told me that Rick's up to something. He knows. So, yeah, Negan... I I don't know. I think Negan just knows like a guy like Rick and feels it. But no, it, he's possible. not omni-fucking-present. Omni hmm. No, nah, he just... He heard it from somewhere. Yeah, he that's heard true. that from someone. Maybe Greg. At first, know. I was like, is that... I thought it was Greg. And then I was like, maybe it's... uh. Uh, what's his face? Mo, um, mullet guy. Uh, Eugene. But yeah, when I was like, Eugene doesn't know shit. Well, that could be interesting where Dwight gives has intel for them and Gregory is spilling the beans the other way. Kind of balance it out. Uh, yeah. Well, I like the Dwight. I mean, that's the only thing I liked was the Dwight He was kind of talking ahead, to the big tooth guy. Uh, Simon. Saying yeah. that he was going to make a deal with them. Yeah. So. Well, that's where he's going. He's going to see Simon to oh, fucking yeah, rat him yeah, out. Yeah. He did say that. fucking weasel. He did. But he did tell Simon. I will say it doesn't give me a lot of hope for this finale. Like they really got to bring it now after this crazy, weird season. Well, there's a lot of just bad, right? Like, wh why am I? I know they need like cannon fodder, but shouldn't Oceanside be have switched the roles with the garbage people? Like, why is are we getting all these guns for the garbage people that we barely know and everyone thinks are weird as fuck? Like, no one gives a fuck about the garbage people. It, it should have been Oceanside yeah, in that role. It seemed role. like an unnecessary group yeah, they to, didn't to step up. So to basically, introduce. they could have killed two birds with one stone instead of having have the garbage people step up. It's those kit those guys, those girls didn't come along for the battle, right? The the Oceanside people. I did like Tara flipping her off. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I mean that like that's stupid. And like the fact that like you can almost like make a justification that Negan is like a better leader than, and a more like a little bit, uh, a more competent leader than mm -hmm. Rick ever's been. Like Negan should have fucking killed a lot of people. He should have killed way more of he Rick's people. He's yes. actually been kind of nice. Yes. Rick massacred a fucking satellite unit with like 30 people in and their sleep. Unprovoked. Yeah. Well, in what's the reason sleep. that we don't like Negan? It's because that he goes and takes 50% of everybody's stuff. For no apparent right. reason. I think that is, uh, and then people get shot because there's boys do stuff like shooting people in the leg and then they die. But he right. provides them with a the service. So I mean, he's not the best. He's not the best. I'm just saying, like, Rick's been written so poorly that you can almost make the case that Negan is a better person. Yeah, and Rick is, doesn't have a harem of women. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he doesn't. doesn't have many wives. Oh, Aaron's husband may also die also because anytime... A character, you know, tells someone they love them. Uh, they're usually gone. Remember Denise said that? She's like, I love you to Tara. Then fucking they killed her. Anytime yeah. someone expresses. And, and uh, Rick's blondie girlfriend. From oh, yeah. They, yeah. They like kissed and then she dies. And then and she the gets episode. killed. Yes. Anytime there's a relationship, uh, it's not to end happy. Huh. Huh. No. I don't know, man. This This season's been... This season's and this season and last season have been just not good. 
Yeah. Just all over the place. And they want to keep going for 20 years, I saw somewhere. They're like, we could go for 20 years. Oh, boy. It's too deep. I just don't understand why their writers like have so much filler. When there's so much story you could tell, and they just have filler after filler episode. It just saves money, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They're either that might be it. It might be just the money thing. They have a lot of content. You're right. Why are they stretching it out? Why are they Because like and us? actually in order to actually do anything, you have to sit there and get stunt coordinators and this and that and use uh, the squibs and the you know the blanks and that costs money and so they as long as they can avoid as much as that that you know, makeup and stuff that they have. Clearly, to, they're not spending it for C- CGI deer or backgrounds, as we've seen yeah. this season. <laughs> they're they're just like whatever. That is the craziest thing is they can make these like barnacle filled yeah. zombies yeah. that look amazing, yeah. and then they can have Rick's down on top of a garbage pile that in the background looks like looks compl- a fucking set from a high school yeah. a broadcast. It looks like class. a student film. <laughs> now, my other question is this: who, like, who is the moral compass of this show now? Like, everyone is kind of. Just a uh, morally gray, bad, evil kind of bad character. If you think about it. Like, who? where is the moral compass? Does it need a moral compass? No. I mean, I, w- I would say maybe Maggie, but she doesn't really fill that. But I guess because she, she's the m- potential mother, she might fill that role. Yeah. What about Jesus? Oh, yeah. There's also Jesus. He's not exactly morally. Yeah. I mean, he's gone and he, he's, he helped infiltrate the the Negan's base and kill people. Yeah, that's right. In their sleep. <laughs> that's messed up. This is true. So, I yeah, don't I don't know. Carl just needs to use the other eye to aim this gun. You'll probably get a better <laughs> shot, Carl. <laughs> By using your good eye. Better luck next time. Better luck next time. So, let's see if they can bring it for the finale. And we'll let you know what we thought next week. Anything else about Walking Dead? No. Uh, Le- oh. The first season of Legion ended. It was only eight yeah. episodes on FX. Yes. I fucking, I really enjoyed this show. Ruggs, have you have you caught up on it? Yeah, I watched all of it. Anthony, will you realistically ever watch this? I no. don't think you should watch it. <laughs> no? I, I mean, I there was times I was struggling with it. Really? So, uh, yeah. I, 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 oh, wow. Wow. Dude, it's a good show. It just. I liked it better than Preacher. Yeah. It, it, it's, look. It's directed like impeccably. Yes, it's so well. What, done. what do you struggle with? It's just like the sometimes there's too many different things going on, and it gets frustrating. And the fact that you're inside this guy's fragmented mind and they're trying to do all the stuff, you're like trying to like f- figure out which way is up, and that's cool. But like for every episode, it's like that, so mm. it gets to be taxing on your like. It is a lot of what the fuck is going on. Like, I found myself saying that to myself a lot, but I, I didn't mind. Like, Westworld was the same way for, like, half the season. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. This one, though, yeah, you're right. Every episode, you're like, wait, what What happened? What the fuck is going on? But they do end up explaining a lot of it, uh, th- uh, and there is a reference. Yeah, I couldn't deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't it, deal with like. Like I, I can understand doing it for a couple episodes, maybe, and, but then like once you All get right. calibrated to how the show is, I don't know if I could stand. Let, let me do tell that every you episode. about. Let me tell you this this thing that they did on yeah. the show. That yeah. was, what, they needed to do it because what I was just saying was fucking affecting everyone. I think. Yeah. Okay. At a certain point in time, uh, 
the main character is like locked away in his mind, and then his 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 intelligence comes and talks to him, and they go to a room with blackboards and explain what the fuck is going on, like on a blackboard, <laughs> so everybody can follow what the fuck the story is and what's going on. Well, the- that's amazing. They uh they needed to do that. They uh yeah, he would make these drawings and the drawings would like be animated and start walking around and and explaining, but they did have to explain cuz it was pretty like convoluted. Like, I got it before they did that, but like they had to do that for people that were probably kind of like lost. And I know that there's a lot of people that were lost up until that episode. Because there's a whole t- segment of time where it's frozen and they're in his head and they're trying to like stop what's happening in life, but yeah, well, you are you, confused. How, you how don't do you know. Explain that to somebody. Yeah. Well, that whole fucking episode. Yeah, where it, they're frozen. But there's the the twists are great. Uh, you know, Aubrey, uh, Audrey, what's her name? Aubrey Plaza's character yeah. is very. It's it's not what you think it is in the beginning. Uh, and they even they reference Charles Xavier briefly. Rugs, did you catch that? Yeah, that's his dad. They well they but they showed you the corner of his wheelchair. Oh shit! In what episode you saw the X wheel, and the bad guy is a X Men bad guy called uh, Shadow King. Yeah, they don't uh, really explain to you. Yeah. That's the thing; they don't really explain to you what the astral plane is. He's in this weird astral plane a lot. That uh, I yeah, it was uh, they don't, it was they all tell you that it operates outside of space and time. They right. don't really tell you that stuff. If you see Doctor Strange and they say, oh, we're in the astral plane, they're like, okay, okay, they're outside. You don't know. Yeah, a lot of times you don't know where they are, what reality this is happening in. But I still loved it. It was fun. It's nightmarish at times and trippy, and it is beautifully shot, well acted. Um, that guy, Dan Stevens, he started, he reminded me a little bit of the Sean Christensen. Did you get that vibe? Oh, there's a little bit of him in there. Right? Yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of Sean Christensen. But I thought Dan Stevens did a great job. Uh, and he's the beast in Beauty and the Beast. But you can catch up, binge it now. You can get all eight episodes, and they leave a nice little cliffhanger at the for the next season. There's some cool, like his powers are cool. Yeah, um, he does some sick, like mutant things, like floats down in the hallway, all badass to to fight the guy. Like there's some, uh, there's some great moments. Yeah. And now that they set up a good bad guy by having the Shadow King go into like uh, the other guy from uh, the. Oliver, that 70s guy is hilarious. Yeah. He's like locked, lost in time. But I, I love how they dealt with like, you know, is it mental illness or is it superpowers or is it a little bit of both? You're never quite sure. Yeah, check it out if you can. Fun show. Hmm. Just if you, And if you're confused, just wait for the Blackboard episode. Yeah, <laughs> they'll explain <laughs> everything. And then before we share some feedback, Anthony, you got to uh, finally see Dave Chappelle's uh, comedy specials, yeah? Oh, yeah. Quick thoughts on that. What'd you think? On the two hours. Second one was better, in my opinion. I laughed more at the second one. Uh, I mean, he touched upon all the things that might piss people off, but he was just on that fucking border. Um, my favorite bits were just him with uh, talking about his kids and eating the fucking sandwiches and, and being high. <laughs> and, oh, oh my god, dude! Those that's that stuff with the with the the sex tape and all that stuff was hilarious. Yeah, that was great. So there should be another hour. Dude got paid sixty million dollars for three wow. one hour. Twenty million a fucking special. Oh shit! There, so there's gonna be one more. And yeah, this is a this is a an older, world weary, jacked Dave Chappelle. You know, he's not his wiry, skinny, crackhead physique anymore. How's this going over? Do you think? 
So remember you said that uh, he may get a little backlash. Let me tell you, I found this interesting article posted today from the Huffington Post that titled the National Review just coined the phrase conservatives for Chappelle. Oh, shit. It's been a very weird week. <laughs> this is great because the year is 2017. Donald Trump is president of the United States. Xenophobic nationalism has gone global. And the National Review has coined the phrase conservatives for Chappelle. Scary as it might seem, this is not the plot for the latest B-rate dystopian novel. This is your life. The Conservative National Review published an article Tuesday with the aforementioned title in which author Michael Taub explains how Dave Chappelle came to have his share of conservative fans. Now, we just said he put out these two specials where he talks about LGBTQ uh, community, sexual assault, Bill Cosby, uh, rape. Uh, and so he says the comments angered many left-leaning Americans, leading to headlines like a study on how Dave Chappelle isn't nailing 2017. The world changed, but Dave Chappelle didn't. And Dave Chappelle's disappointing reliance on easy provocation. Uh, this is the quote. Chappelle's reputation rests heavily on the notion that he's smarter and funnier than anyone else in the game. This is not smart. It's ignorant. It's lazy. It's cruel, wrote Seth Simons in Paste. If Chappelle indeed made $20 million for each of these specials, then he made $1.7 million to call someone a tranny. Meanwhile, conservative publications like the National Review have celebrated him. The website chicksontheright.com ran the headline, Dave Chappelle lays down a truth bomb about planned parenthood. Uh, conservative News tweeted, Dave Chappelle's politically incorrect specials on Netflix are freaking out the snowflakes. And this started before the push on the right to claim Chappelle didn't start last week. Before the election, the conservative New York Observer ran the headline, Dave Chappelle defends Trump, rips Clinton, she's not right, and we all know it. When TMZ later asked him about it, he angrily stated, Jesus Christ, I'm not a Trump supporter. It's an odd turn of events for a man who was once something of a hero. It's because you can't beat you. People want to label you into a fucking... It's just so crazy. Like, if you have uh, any thoughts that are not... 100% one side, they just throw you to the other side. What a weird world we are living in. Anthony, did you feel that Chappelle is having trouble keeping up with the world around him, that he's out of touch, that he's ostracized himself from his base? Did you feel any of this watching these specials? No, I, I, I definitely can see why like the crazy left would be offended. Um, but yeah. this is always kind of the line he towed, and I thought it was yeah. funny. I thought it was, it was refreshing. Well, I, I here I have to like choose my words carefully. Yeah. It was yeah. like, it, it was interesting to hear someone talk about gay stereotypes. Yeah. Because I haven't heard someone make jokes about that stuff in a really long time. And I thought it was funny maybe because I'm not gay, but I thought, I thought it was funny. I thought, I thought, I mean, I thought the stuff where he's like in person, like he's like, he doesn't really talk like this. I'm just assuming that he talks like this and he starts right, talking right, in that right. exaggerated gay voice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's, 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 it's this, that stuff or like the, the line where he's like, like the guys in prison, he's like, I, I'm not, I'm not gay. I just, suck, I suck a lot of dick to pass the time. Like, like <laughs> oh, I thought those shit. were hilarious things. I thought those were hilarious bits. So I, I, th I thought it was, it took me back to like, 2006 2007 when i would hear people talk about these stereotypes and a lot of times it's african-americans but sometimes it's white guys as well about these stereotypes and it's just funny and they're having fun with the the stereotype stuff 
I mean, I I agree. I think there's humor in everything. You know, you can make a humor, you can make a joke at a funeral uh, and, and, and get there's, a laugh. The whole point of comedy is to fucking talk about shit like push this. buttons. And, and yes. Clever yes. and to be yes. clever. But um, this is something that unfortunately happens. You have to kind of understand. And, and it's not for everybody. But when you're a kid and you're like a little teenager or you're in college, you're idealistic. You think that the world works a certain way and that everybody would be happy if they just did this. And as you get older and older, I mean, Chappelle's like your age. Right? Yeah. So like um, as you get older and older, you realize that a lot of this stuff is just like whatever like it's just it's just a lot of hot air and you're like why are people even you know up in arms about this shit there's way more important fish to fry here so it's like that whole conservatism works for older people especially when they get into advanced age then they really start clinging to that stuff because they're like all right oh none of this shit matters this is what matters now i need to fucking have this and this and this happen to feel safe so it's all of this stuff is like the it's the people who are idealistic and don't realize that, you know, that there's all there's all these other people on the other side of this that are more practical. There, you know, in, there, in but things. there's also when he did the Saturday Night Live monologue, I thought some of those jokes are interesting because it, 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 it comes down to the money. Like you're right. When you get older and you have a lot of money, I think a lot of people tend to be have more conservative values because they've lived through this. And uh, that, you know, in the SNL where that joke was like, he's like, no, I'm going to stay here and see how this plays out. He's like, I got all this money. So uh, is it maybe, you know, he did change, but the world also changed around him? I don't think he changed at all. I think he's just doing damage. Well, that's the other argument is that he didn't change. It's just the society, the The world world around him has changed. The world changed. The world is now, there's a shift towards, um, you know, basically... Like you're not allowed to think anything negative about anything ever. I mean, imagine you can't criticize anything ever. You can't make poke fun at something ever because words hurt and stuff like that. So it's like, like you right, couldn't do well, Eddie Murphy's Raw and Delirious today. Like that, that no. would get completely uh, people would be up in arms about a lot of those that shit he was saying. Yeah, I mean, look, it's just crazy. It's a certain there's certain groups, a certain people that are going to be super sensitive about things. And that's fine. And I think you have to do that in order to push the agenda. But at the same time, you have to realize that not everybody kind of like is that sensitive about those things. So you have to let if you don't like it, don't watch it or don't whatever. You can't just condemn. And if we can't allow comics to, you know, poke fun and hold up a mirror and 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 make light of things. then what what where are we? What is the point of this? This is the this is what you have an age of of condemnation. You just we're condemning everything. Everything is just being condemned. It's funny to me. Like, I, I would have thought, I mean, I guess it makes sense now looking back on it, but I would have thought like Chappelle would have pissed off a lot of conservatives. Oh, yeah. But it's funny it's that he pissed around. off a lot of like ultra liberals. And, pissed off. But I mean, the, the most, to me, the, the, the line that was like, whoa, was he, when he talks about meeting OJ for the first time, he goes <laughs> and his, his soon to be slain wife. <laughs> and then like everyone in the audience is like, holy fuck. And he's just like, okay, if, if, if you're not cool with that, you're going to have to leave because this shit's just getting started. He's like, we all know what happened. That was 20 years ago. Come on. <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing that he said that was going to make everyone's asshole pucker up was the whole Bill Cosby thing. Oh, yeah. Superhero. He, he rapes, but he saves. But he does rape. He saved everybody in the world, but he has to rape. Well, he them. saved more than he's raped, but he does rape. 
That yeah, that you're right. That one, that one, I was like, that's gonna make someone's fucking. That's gonna yeah. get get at people. It was fun. That was fun, and he was like, the man has raped fifty four times. Yeah, you take away thirty rapes, he's still raped <laughs> two dozen times. He's like, that's like four hundred hours of rape. Think about that. <laughs> but look, you the guy. Look, you got you got his balls, man. That took balls. And he's like, fuck it. I'm going to say what I got to say. And uh, and he stuck to it. But he was going for a yeah, joke there. Yeah. And he set it up. It's not like he's serious. He's not no. saying, oh, everybody should rape no. people as long as they do good things. Like the know. structure of that, that first one, mixing in the, the OJ stories and the Bill Cobb, like it was beautifully constructed as a one-hour special. Well, and the rape, versus, uh, rape but he saves story yeah. was actually a shot at like Southern Texas yes. white men. Yes. It was a story he was telling about conservative Texans. That was great. He's like, I'll just tell them shit they would like. So I'm making shit right. up. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, a, it was a shot against conservatives. Yeah. Not so. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, it, but it's you're just, right. you have to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't take it out of context. But we are in a world now where the liberals are mad at him and the conservatives are like, good for you, Dave Chappelle. Oh, shit. What the fuck? This is definitely a parallel universe. Absolutely. That seals it. What more proof do you need? Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy, man. So, All right. Before we peace out, we've been going long, everybody. I got some feedback I have to share from our listeners. Lots of fun stuff. We're going to start with an email from Ron S. Hans. Uh, who we I'm still holding his uh, Iron Fist review for when we review Iron Fist. Tune in next week, listener. Will Anthony have watched all of Iron Fist in time? I don't know. Tune in. Subscribe to the show. We'll find out. <laughs> Four your and a half episodes in. I'm leaving you a cliffhanger. He's pushing, it's a cliffhanger for the next episode. Can Maybe I give he'll... one quick thought on Iron yeah. Fist? Yes, go. Man, Danny ran. Terribly. I mean, not terribly, but so far, kind of miscast. Written really poorly. All right, keep going. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into it. Marvel's casting is usually good. I don't know. I don't know why they chose this guy's Danny Rand, but his whole, I'm supposed to be the guy to destroy the hand, isn't working for <laughs> really? me right now. Really, white no, dude? Not in any universe. Really skinny white dude. <laughs> Anyways, Ron says, hey, Imran, I'm really stoked for you guys on your second year pod birth. I have been listening for about six months, and what made me actually start wanting to contribute to the show, you guys talked about in the post-show from last week. The banter you all have with each other just makes it feel like friends talking. Even when you bring in a guest, you make them feel welcome, and the banter doesn't change. The other thing I like is that you guys are critical without being pompous about it. I unsubscribed to a couple of podcasts this week after the reviews of season one of Iron Fist for this reason, because they were simply being D-bags about it. Keep doing what you guys are doing because you guys are number one in my podcast queue. Don't fuck it up, smiley face. Talk soon. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Ron, for answer, uh, writing in. We'll try not to be pompous. Ron, okay. if you listen long enough, we will fuck it up. We probably will fuck it up eventually. I mean, there's only so many episodes. That we, we, we can't, can't be up. perfect. Perfection is hard. <laughs> it's exhausting. Uh, uh, also, uh, but we gotta, rape more than we never. We, <laughs> we save more than we fuck it up. But yeah. well, we do we fuck save it up. more, but we do fuck it up. We save <laughs> more. Talking <laughs> nerd. Uh, I got a comment from one uh, Anthony Davis from Twitter. Remember, I can't uh, believe this guy listened to our show. I was making fun of him, wasn't yes, I? Yes, he still <laughs> listens. And as soon as he heard your comment from the last show, Anthony, he tweeted to us: "Anthony is just jealous that he can't wear a clown nose like I can." And tweeted us a photo. Oh, he's still with of, us. Wow. Look. Anthony Davis, thank you for listening, and thank you for being uh, such a good sport, having a good sense of humor, because Anthony can be an ass sometimes. The jock, Anthony. 
and uh, you, you handled it well. You did. You did. I wonder if any we got any flack from the uh, the Kermit and friends. Anthony went after them. Too. Oh boy, yeah, we did talk about them. Let's hope they don't listen. Moving on, Adam Morris uh, answered my question. He says <laughs> at Jock and Nerdcast. So I say process and project, not process or project. Not universal. We have a lot of variation in our accents. And happy 200 episodes. Don't let it slide. And you already are getting people like me on. Cheers to 2,000 more. Talking nerd. Oh, oh, boy. I'm exhausted just oh, thinking God. about that. Uh, finally, Bard Brahan, who is Jimmy McPike, who's been on the show, uh, tweeted out our iTunes page and said, shout out to the Jock and Nerd cast crew. Favorite episode besides my appearance was an interview with Greg Wiseman. That was oh. a great interview. Uh, this next bit I love from our Facebook group. We have a, a, a kind of a quick review of the Power Rangers movie. Anybody see you guys see that yet? Any interest in seeing nope. it? I have not. I'll see it. I will eventually see it. I don't know about theater. I have heard, though, from friends that it is actually okay. But I looked at the box office numbers in. Beauty well. and the Beast has really hurt it. Well, Beauty and the Beast has hurt It's only made thing. 50 mil in like a week. Wow, and it has a hundred million dollar budget just on production oh, alone. Oh, jeez, it's got to put up yeah. with Beauty and the Beast. So, from some of our friends, Matt Talhauer says, "So, to mirror the sentiment of David Malofsky, I went and saw Power Rangers, and it was actually quite enjoyable. I will always have nitpicks about anything, but it was a lot of fun. Surprisingly mature at times, but also managed to capture the spirit of the original series slash concept without sacrificing what it builds for itself. It also brought back big nostalgia hit to watch little five and six year olds." shadow fighting their way back up the aisle after it was over. Though I'm not certain it was ideal for their age group, he says. Uh, Daniel Nosker, Geek Street Podcast. I enjoyed it too. It had some holes, but it was a great setup movie for what they're wanting to do. I went in expecting to hate it, and it was the opposite of that. I don't want to destroy my childhood, and it did justice, so I'm pleased with it. Uh, Jordan Radford, I enjoyed it. I also agree. It wasn't suitable for young children, but parent supervision during it will be best. If they did go, made me miss my friend who passed away last year since he loved Power Rangers, also needed more nostalgia. So, yeah, from the fans, if you guys uh, grew up with the Power Rangers, sounds like you won't be disappointed. I'm, it's Morphin time. I'm glad that they uh, did the review for us. Now we don't have to right? do a whole episode on it. No, oh, there you go. There's your Power Rangers review. Finally, guys, uh, I want to share. We got some nasty comments. Oh, shit. <laughs> we don't get a lot of these, but when we do, I love to read them because they're hilarious. But it's Just like reading mean tweets. Yes. And they always come from one source. Can anybody guess where nasty comments would come from? YouTube. And you win a prize. Uh, this was oh. posted uh, off our episode 146, which we were ranking the superhero movies of 2016 with John Bellotti. Uh, YouTuber Adam Simpson says, wow, these fuck nuts are such DC haters. Talk shit about Kevin Smith. I'm sure he's wiping his tears with hundreds. Loser. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, look, I'm sure Kevin Smith is wiping his tears with hundreds. That's fine. I love Kevin Smith. That uh, doesn't mean he can't bust his balls every now and then. What do we say about Kevin Smith? What I don't even remember. I, I think I probably criticized Kevin Smith for being like the face of like nerd nerdum still or something like that. I just got to say, I, I love, I love the negativity. Um, I love it. <laughs> but he referred, he goes loser at the end. So is he referring to Kevin Smith? Because he was talking about fuck nuts and singular, haters referring right. to us. Yeah. Loser is yeah. singular. So I think he's Adam saying Simpson, yeah. that Kevin Smith is a loser for wiping his tears with hundreds. That's exactly what that's that the way he wrote like. it. 
No, you're right. Uh, you start out with the plural, and then you end with the singular, which refers to the subject of the previous st- sentence statement, which is said Kevin Smith. Right. Right. And I don't think... And his second, yeah. and his second tweet was, or his second comment was, 39 subscribers? Yes. <laughs> Look, it's no, it's, no, uh, it's no secret. You could go to there and see there's 39 subscribers, but... I'm surprised we have that many on YouTube. I know! What he doesn't <laughs> realize is that we don't really give a shit about the YouTube. It is a tertiary distribution platform it's just there to be there the bread and butter of a podcast is its rss feed and subscriptions so he just doesn't get like what a podcast is but yeah we just do it as we just do it for fun uh, you know we should start a do like a segment like uh uh what you may be a redneck but it's called you may be a dc hater like if you like uh a cohesive storyline you may be a dc hater like I would love to debate one. That would be a great show. We get some fuck that uh that is really defending these things. We just take him apart. You know what his that fuck's name is? Yeah. Kevin Halden. <laughs> oh shit. Listen, if you are into character development, you may be a DC hater. I'm just saying. There's so many things. If you appreciate good editing, you may be a DC hater. If you don't like watching dreams, <laughs> For no apparent reason. Dream sequences have nothing to do with the story. <laughs> if you, I, I just if don't you, want my films to be nominated for Razzies. That's all. Yes. If you appreciate an establishing shot to tell you where you are in a movie, you may be a DC hater. So I'm just saying it's all relative. Yeah. I will say I love, you know, the TV stuff is great what they're doing. And I, I enjoyed this Justice League trailer. So fuck off. If you <laughs> want your if you don't want your movies to emulate a video game that completely fucks every character over. <laughs> you may be a DC hater. That's what they're doing. They're doing injustice. This fucking video game that I hate. <laughs> Whatever. So stupid. And they made a comic and people buy the comic. Too. People buy the shit out of that comic. Remember Imran when we, we used to go to the comic? Sidney would buy injustice. Oh, they were. Yeah, they're all into injustice. It's the, because they like this alternate dark take on these characters, but it's- they like that. And they like the Batman V Superman aspect. And they, for some reason, people think that making Superman evil makes him way more interesting. I think he's going to be evil in Justice League. Just saying. Oh, no. I think that's what they're going to do for a brief time. Anyways, until they beat the sense into him, maybe. I I, just, I really I really want to see characters act like the worst of themselves. That's really what I want to see is the worst aspects of mind, each character. I don't mind if you make the character evil, like, but not like I think that making him plainly evil is stupid. I think that <laughs> you have to come out from the angle of okay, Superman's tried to do the right thing and been doing the heroics thing, and then like there's all this shit that still goes on. So he finally just like has a breaking point and says, "All right." I'm just going to fucking take over the world now because I tried everything else. You know, then he's not really a bad guy. He's just trying, you know, he becomes like a, you know, a fascist or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Yeah, it's dumb. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like it. All right. Look, that's enough bullshit for one show. Everybody rugs. Where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at really rug boy. Come say hi. Listener, if you like what you hear, definitely subscribe. Leave us a rating and review. Go to jogginer.com slash review and uh, light up those stars. Type a little typey typey hit send. And of course, tell a friend. Spread the geekery. Thanks for listening to the Jogginer podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. We'll hear you next time. Guava noche, everybody. It's a nice machi hambra. 
Guava Doce. Are people are going to think you said Buenas Noche. Buenas Noche. <laughs> Listen to the Patreon post show for the explanation of Guava Doce. <laughs> <laughs>